Good morning, and welcome to the Demons Clubcast episode two with your hosts, K13 and Mad Dog, and myself, Uncle Chowder. Today is Sunday, October 22nd, and uh, we uh, got some new things to talk about. Um, first thing first, I'd like to talk about a little bit is uh, some more Modern Warfare 3 changes. I know we talked about this a lot uh, last week, but we keep getting new information. Um, they are talking a little bit more um, about Warzone lately, which is nice. Um, talking about the changes that are coming, um, some of the things that are staying the same, um, that kind of stuff. Uh, first thing I'd like to start with is uh, the perks in Modern Warfare 3 and Warzone 3. I don't know how you guys felt about the packages, but um, they are sticking with perk packages this time around. But there is going to be a fourth perk, it seems like. They're going to stick with that equipment um, layout the way they have it. Um, but you're still going to pick up packages like you did in Warzone 2 where there'll be a, like a suitcase on the ground with a package. How are you guys feeling about that? You that go, makes, you go. Well, no, I mean, I'm trying to put together a thought. Oh, okay. Uh, it is still early. Uh, it definitely <laughs> is. <laughs> Woke up like an hour ago. Um, I liked the perk packages. You know, it's it's a quick, hey, I know what's in that. Let me grab it. It's better than what I have. Versus, you know, maybe if they have separate perks that are available to grab or, you know, um, I definitely don't mind it. I, I didn't mind Warzone 2 when it first started. The, the slowness was annoying, but, you know, I adapted. Yeah, I, well, feel, I feel that. Right, right. I mean, I, in, in, in a sense for for Warzone, I mean... <laughs> No, I'm, I I do enjoy the perk packages because it's nice to go from, I mean, spawning with nothing and unless you're going to get loadout, which doesn't always happen. Mm-hmm. Especially nowadays with these sweat-ass lobbies that at least I've been getting into where it's just all-out pandemonium on the fucking loadouts nowadays. It's nice, yeah, it's, to, have, it's nice to have that that something. Yeah, because there's that option. Like, you don't have to make that your right. your game plan every game now. Oh, let's get 10 Gs and get a, get a fucking yeah. loadout. Right. <laughs> like, no, you just loot up. Right. Go kill right. people immediately. <laughs> that's, actually, that's actually funny you guys bring that up because uh, I was <laughs> seeing a old school IGN article talking about how, I don't know if you guys remember back in the beginning of Warzone 2, there was no uh, loadouts, if you guys remember correctly. We couldn't even get a loadout in the beginning of Warzone 2. It was just ground loot weapons. Yep. And yep, um, I do remember that. I distinctly remember this, and it was funny because it brought it up. There was an article talking about how there was a pretty decent amount of people in the community who wanted it to stay that way. Which I think is weird. I mean, I understand. It is weird. I understand the I understand the idea. Like, not saying I support it. I understand the idea of like you know making it. It's almost making it a more even play field because you know you yeah. only have the weapons that you can find on the ground, and that makes it you know like every other battle royale we've ever played. But personally, yeah, it's that, really hard. Yeah, but personally, you know that's part of the thing that I like about um, 
this uh about warzone more than other more than other battle royales i should say is that you know i still get to have my weapons in the game it might take me a second to get a hold of them but i still get to have my own weapons yeah no it's it's a distinctly that's that's a call of duty thing right Mm -hmm. yeah exactly i mean i mean i don't know any other multiplayer game or shooter game like this that, that that has the customization yeah, that and that's has. yeah, that's a big that's a big uh, that's a big fucking part of it, you know, for a lot of people. At least it is for myself, you know. Um, oh, one hundred. Yeah, I, I don't think I would. I don't think I would continuously play as much as I have, you know, if there wasn't that customization option. And I think they've done a good job at bringing that out um, in the game. Um, with you know, I mean, a lot of people, you know, feel how you want about the the skin packs. But I mean, they're they're there, and you don't have to purchase them. You know, like yeah, they're twenty bucks a pop, yeah. but you don't have to purchase them. And people get mad at that kind of stuff. But you know, as long as it's mostly cosmetic, like you know, people have their arguments about pay to win skins, and that new Groot skin has sure been a uh, <laughs> a, a point yeah. of contention lately. And the Black Noir <laughs> yeah. skin was as well. And like, I get it, I use the Black Noir skin because of that reason, but. Mm-hmm. That stuff is there for people to buy, or you can earn your COD points and buy that stuff up. Like, I was just looking at the store last night when I was playing. They have most of the packs that, you know, you could want in the store, if not all of them available for you to buy at almost any time with COD points. Some of them are cash, yes, but a lot of this, a lot of this stuff is, you know, you can earn it through battle passes. So, I just, like, yeah, you still have to pay for the battle pass, and... You know, I have my feelings about certain battle passes, but I also kind of like it just because it does keep me more, it does keep me more into playing a game. Like, I think that's why I played Destiny 2 so much as I did when I was actually playing it all the time. It's just because there was always that season pass that I always, you know, it gets the FOMO going and I don't, Mm -hmm. you know, FOMO can be hated or loved. I don't mind it personally because it does keep me motivated to play a game. Right. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I just it's it is what it is i i like how halo approached the new battle pass halo season five is popping off i don't know if anybody else has touched that at all um i would love i would love to say yes but yeah i I know i was just talking to eli (laughs) eli said that he was thinking about playing a little bit of halo while we're waiting for modern warfare 3 to come out and i told him he definitely should hit me up and that we could play it (laughs) because Season five is popping off, and like I was explaining, you know, uh, to some of the guys, I really like what Halo has, what three four three has done with their battle pass system. Is once you buy a battle pass, you own it. There is no like the season expires and that content's gone forever. Like I'm still grinding season one in Halo. I'm still grinding. Oh, that's battle cool. Pass, yeah. And then here, pretty, and then at any time I want, I can buy any of the other season battle passes with a boost if I want to, and I can grind through those at any time I want. So that content's thing, that's gonna, cool. Yeah, that content's gonna be there forever, and the multiplayer's free. Like that was a huge thing that Halo did, and I was it made me sad when Halo kind of hit the bucket at first, or like kind of you know kicked the bucket, and they had a bad launch. There just wasn't a whole lot of content. the The gameplay was great. The feel of it's great. It ran smooth. Um, I got a sick clip where I got like six kills in like the first minute of the game playing <laughs> my, it's probably my new favorite game mode that they've came up with in Halo. That's probably been in another Halo, but I didn't play. I played the multiplayer in three more than I played any other Halo, but this new game mode is called, uh, right now it's called Super Fiesta and it's 4v4 
And every mm-hmm. time you spawn, you spawn with two random guns, random grenades, and random uh, random equipment. Like a random, like you can get a grapple hook or the the fucking. There's like this certain thing that puts a blast of like force energy out in front of you or whatever. It, like it's like a like a like a big old push, and you can reflect things back at people. It is so oh, nice. entertaining, dude, to have someone shoot a rocket at you and you just turn around and fucking <laughs> hit that shit and send the rocket back at them, dude. It's so funny, dude. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, Halo gets fun, dude. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, but um, I I do miss I do miss playing Halo. Yeah, yeah, but you know I, when it I comes will. to when it comes to multiplayer shooters, in my opinion, you know, there's only there's only a couple that I've ever gone back to over and over again, and it's always Call of Duty and it's always Halo for me. Like I love yeah. Battlefield, but Battlefield 2042's launch was shitty. Apparently, season I think they're in season six now. Apparently, season six is going really good, is what I'm hearing. But it's like Call of Duty just has that smooth, really good shooting mechanics. That oh, every time I play Call of Duty, it reminds me just a little bit of why I like the gameplay in that better than any other one I've played. At least that's me. Yeah. I definitely agree. Yeah, like it's just like, the I'm gun, itching to play. Yeah, the gunplay, and I bet, and, and seeing that's the thing I was gonna ask. I was like, you know, I'm honestly, I'm impressed that you've held out as long as you have. Hey, I told you his resolve is admirable. Yeah, <laughs> they pissed me off, man. I'm so fucking fed up with them. If it wasn't for you guys coming through with the clutch to get me modern warfare 3 we would probably having a different conversation yeah (laughs) that's why i i like i i hit the guys up i was like you guys listen he might be mad but we're just gonna get modern warfare 3 for kyle and that's just what it's gonna be and that way if he he doesn't want to play it if he doesn't want to play it that's fine he doesn't have to play it but at least he can that's the yeah, no, I, I'm definitely excited to like play it and then get on Modern Warfare and get the feels back, get the movement back, and just you know, get, oh yeah, get everything ready. Yeah, I was <laughs> actually ready, I was already nerding out with Eli a little bit. I'm really hoping that we can arrange it so that we all can play together on launch, and even if it's just multiplayer, get like a six man squad and just <laughs> play multiplayer with all six of us on a team and run it, <laughs> run yeah. it. I'm so <laughs> dead. Um, might be able to convince my brother to buy it if I have it. Oh yeah. Do you guys not game share? Or I'm sure you game share with your lady, huh? That's probably what it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, because I game share with my lady too on an Xbox. She's yeah. got so she'll games. get it, but uh burn we'll it off to figure it out. Well <laughs> sick. <laughs> but at least at least at least we got it twice that way, so um yeah but uh the uh the other thing i want to talk about the other exciting change for warzone for me personally was the the comeback of the color code um the color coding for weapons so remember how in warzone one you'd run up on like a weapon with one attachment and it would be green a weapon with two attachments would be like blue oh and so nice forth. yes they're bringing that back which is a beautiful thing yeah thank god i don't know why they ever took that out that pissed me off when i found out they're idiots they yeah like they should have never taken that one thing out that was one of the things that made you know it made looking at ground loot so much faster yeah yeah it's such a quicker decision instead of oh let me read this real quick and then you're shot in the back or looking at how many attachment slots it has you know equipped on it real quick yeah well and 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 not only like like for me i don't just peek real quick at the numbers because i mean they did attempt to make it easy for you to at least see what tier it is 
by just doing the little, the little box system. <laughs> I guess that's fair, but 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 color coded. I'm twelve. Okay. Yeah. No. No. Exactly. I agree with that one. And then you got the chance that like it takes sometimes the attachments don't show up right away, and I'm going off the five. Yep. It just there, there, I always oh, had that glitch too. Okay. Yep. Okay. 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 Oh, cool. Or do you remember no, that I'm short not. amount of time there where it was glitching and showing you it would be a weapon with five attachments? You'd pick it you up and it one. Only, yeah, it only had one or it had like two or something. Yep. Dude. There was that little I glitch. did the I had the reverse too, I think. We would have one attachment but then give me five. <laughs> uh, dude. You know, honestly, like I sitting down and playing this game last night. Um, the, especially what we're watching right now on stream. I know that you guys can't see it and hopefully pretty soon I'll be able to figure out a way to screen share with you guys. So you guys can kind of see what we're all doing here. But, um, mm-hmm. the, uh, the, uh, uh, the Halloween event is honestly been really fun. I am not even nice. going to lie about it. Al Mazra at night is a whole different game, dude. Like, that is crazy, yeah. actually, how much different it is. It is so much harder to see people because it's dark. So it, like, adds a whole nother level, in my opinion, of, like, caution that you have to practice because I can't tell you how many times I was running and then somebody would start shooting me from somewhere where I couldn't even tell there was a person standing there because it's that dark. Well, so, you know, that was interesting. And the other thing I'm enjoying is I'm liking hunting these uh, Halloween creatures. Last night, me and the boys, Eli and Slug um, and Rad, we killed the Butcher. Um, Like our fucking second match last night, our first match, we killed the Butcher. And then we went after, we went to Al Mazra and killed the Swamp thing. And then we tried to do the UFO thing, but the UFO one is hard to do, kind of. I won't lie. Mm. Um, it's it's really dope area though. The you know the down ship um, over by uh, Sawa Village, Kyle. That's yeah. like sunk. Well, now there's like a fucking UFO floating over there, and if you go over there, there's like a gravity displacement in the water. So now that part of the ship that's underwater and broken off, you can walk on it. You can walk on the ocean floor. It's like this huge like bowl in the ocean. And so everybody's like fighting on the ocean floor and running around and shit. And they've like set it up. So like there was like a UFO investigation going on over there. So there's like lights that go down to that sunken ship and you can like go and crawl inside that sunken ship and run around on it. And that's where a lot of the fights are happening. And then you have to destroy and fight the UFOs. And like the first, there's like three phases. There's like the first phase where you show up, you shoot the big orb a bunch um, and the big orb is like the, like the first part of it, you destroy the orb and then it breaks off into three little orbs that move and you have to destroy those. And once you fire at one, it comes to your position and it shoots back. It's fucking intense. Oh, actually. Whoa. Yeah. It shoots back at you. And so you have to like dodge the fucking laser bullets that's shooting at you and they fucking do real damage. You have to destroy all three of those orbs, and then once you destroy the orbs, a actual UFO spaceship shows up, and it starts shooting fucking death beams at everybody around, and so you have to shoot it, and then something falls out of it after you blow it up, and you have to take it to a portal, and fucking, you have, wow. yeah, it's actually pretty, it's pretty involved. Um, it's intricate, yeah. Yeah, the and then there's one more that me, me and the boys need to do, which I'm going to try to do with Lowe's today, actually. <laughs> me and Lowe's were already talking this morning a little bit. Um, <laughs> uh, shout out, um, plug for the homie Lowe's 92. 
l zero w e s nine two check him out on twitch he's he's a beast um uh he uh me and him are gonna play some warzone today i'm thinking and uh i want to run that pharaoh event there's another one i shared a little I, I don't know if you guys seen it in the messenger chat yeah um i've done the pharaoh yeah like, me and Rose have done it apparently apparently you can just stand there and it won't kill you the that's new yeah, dude, apparently <laughs> there's like an Easter egg for it where once you put all the skulls in there and summon the Pharaoh, if you just stand there, it'll like freak out and drop all of its loot and disappear. Wow. So <laughs> I was going to try that today, but I also, I, you know, there's a sick, there's actually a pretty sick blueprint that comes from finishing the Halloween event. So that's kind of, that's kind of the plan right. right now. So, right. But yeah, no, other than that, uh, yeah, the Pharaoh is a little bit of an asshole. Yeah, I heard that the Pharaoh has a like, lot of health. I heard that he has a lot of health. Well, he has a lot of health, and then, like, basically, if he touches you, he assassinates you. He finishing moves you. And the entire time you're being finishing moved, he's basically invincible. So, like... Yeah, he yeah, can, like, one-hit kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. But... So it's, uh, a lot of, it's a lot of running, turning around, shooting real quick. And, yeah. Yeah. And uh, sorry, I keep getting off topic on Modern Warfare 3, but it just keeps leading into other conversations. But the other big change that I noticed that a lot of people are fucking on the fence about, I've been reading some stuff, is one-shot snipies are back. Thank God. Good. I think it's great. Personally, <laughs> I think it's great personally as as a person who loves to snipe myself. I think it's great. I'm excited that I don't have to put fucking explosive rounds on my sniper rifle now to get one shot headies. Just to do it. Yeah, just to yeah. get one shot headies. So it should be a really interesting uh should be an interesting war zone, I think, this time <laughs> around, just because shit's gonna be it's gonna be a little bit more, you know, you gotta be a little bit more cautious about sticking your head out now. Yeah. That's uh, with the the movement coming back and one shot snipers, which has to just be obvious. Yeah, it there's there's the balance right there, right? Like you can avoid a sniper, you just have to be good on your thumbs. Yep, yeah, quick on your feet. You know? Good movement. <laughs> so you know that's your counter. Absolutely. Start watching those Joe videos. <laughs> oh yeah, he he's so good. I know, dude. He's the master of movement. I don't care what anybody yeah. says. Yeah, he he literally is the movement king. I I always back Zlaner as the best COD player because he's my favorite streamer. But but Joe Wo is definitely the movement king. Yeah, dude, that guy's <laughs> that guy's movement is ridiculous. <laughs> but no, I agree. Zlaner is see it for me. I've always I've always personally been a huge fan of Scrump. So. He's been he's been my guy for a long time, and I'll never forget watching Scrump just for like two matches at a closed beta for content creators. I think it was for, I want to say it was for Modern Warfare 2019. I was watching Shroud play mouse and keyboard on a PS4 against Scrump on a PS4 controller, and I just watched Scrump eat that guy alive for like two matches. <laughs> And it just shocked me because watching Shroud play PUBG back in the day when PUBG was like everything and Listen. the only thing people talked about, dude, watching that guy play PUBG was terrifying. Like he would drop at the hottest place and come out of there with like 20 kills by himself. Jeez. And it was terrifying to watch. And I mean, you play PUBG, you know how fucking ridiculous that game can get and how hard it's it is hard, sometimes. Man. Yeah. 
and that guy's just like walking out of fucking like the fucking biggest yeah boot camp or the biggest city in that desert map with like 20 kills and he's just like fucking hot to trot dude ready to go i'm like jesus criminy dude also did you mean scump or oh yeah scump sorry i always say scrump but scump yeah scump i always say scrump i don't know why i do that i was like shit i know that guy like retired and now he's like back is it maybe it's somewhat different (laughs) no it's scump it's definitely scump i always say scrump that's my bad but scump (laughs) it's it's been a while yeah i didn't know he even retired it's been a while since i've seen anything from scump so i just thought maybe he like i don't know like just i don't even know what it was about like i don't even like i think it was just from cod and like he went to the event the cod next event this last time so oh okay sick (laughs) yeah retired yeah i didn't see i I mostly watched at the cod next event i think i mostly watched uh what the fuck was that guy's name uh oh uh i watched a lot of uh stone mountain 64s because stone mountain is someone i've been following for I think I think every, yeah I was gonna say I'm pretty sure everybody who plays a lot of first person first person shooters knows who fucking Stone Mountain 64 is. It's pretty yeah, hard. Yeah, why I got into Battlefield. Yeah, exactly, dude. That guy is that guy's a legend. Um, and they had Battlefield for Friends or whatever it was called. That little animated show. Yeah, dude, it's so funny, dude. He's he was he's hilarious, dude. He's a great guy. Um, and then yeah, legend legend in the community for sure stone mountain is he's awesome and then uh the other guy that i've been watching a lot lately for my call of duty content is someone named espresso i i think i've shared a couple of his videos in youtube a couple times um his videos i really like his videos um because they're kind of like the stuff that i want to make they're very um straightforward and pretty simple for the most part they're you know they just he just he doesn't show his face hardly ever. He just shows gameplay and then he talks about what's changing and he does it really nice. I like the music he puts in the background. He's just got, he, everything's really organized well and it's down it's to the point. You know what I'm saying? Like there's no cringy, there's no cringy thumbnails. Like, like I, there's a couple YouTube guys. I'm not going to try to, sh- I'm not going to say names cause I'm not trying to start any drama, but there's a couple YouTube guys that I've been seeing lately where like, your thumbnails are all essentially the same thing. Like you just take a picture with you covering your face and looking down (laughs) and it's the same thing every time, every single time. yeah it's like the exact same thing every time and i get like i get the thumbnails i like uh, thumbnails are important 110 percent. i'm not denying that whatsoever but like i just laugh when i literally rinse and repeat yeah you're like you're you making the same face every time like it's so hard for me not to laugh a little bit but um and then you know I think, like Kyle said, the movement coming back to Modern Warfare 3, I've heard, I've seen some content creators say that the movement's not quite what it was in Modern Warfare 2019, but to be honest, I'm not expecting it to be an exact copy. Yeah. So. I don't want it to be. It was over the top. Um, you know, uh, we talked about it last week, but I still think one of my new favorite features is that tactical aim button. Uh, screw the lasers. I love being able to go side tilt like that. Um, on your own i wish they would have let me do it for the pistols so i could have felt a little bit like a gangster every time i did it you know what I'm oh saying? yeah that'd be cool actually. <laughs> you can do it with uh one of the you can do it with the mini uzi after you put a stock on it i think the weapon has to have a stock i think that's why uh, i think that's what okay. it is so i think no, it has no. to have a viable stock 
when uh, is call of duty gonna introduce a lean feature you know that is a real good question i was thinking the same thing like I like this whole mount system they got personally, just because it does come in useful in certain situations. Yes. Like when you're playing, so your aim stays on point. But why not? Like, so I can peek a little bit. Yeah, you know? like a give me a lean, <laughs> give me a little bit of a lean. Because once I'm mounted, I am fucked. <laughs> the only that thing is, is, is like, and I kind of understand where they're coming from with it. I guess you could implement a lean with like while you're aiming if you're holding the aim ads button and then clicking the left mm. and right stick maybe then but that just also depends because that might fuck it up for people who are crouching with the right stick you know what i'm saying or something yeah. like you it just depends on like the button mapping there because there's already so many different fucking <laughs> buttons you know what i mean like the button mapping yeah. gets fucking gets irritating like i like how they do it in PUBG a whole lot um, I think PUBG's got it down pretty good with that left right leaning like that, and I could see them making yeah. a control change and just making people get used to it and deal with it. But I don't know how the community would feel about the uh the lean. With being stuck in first person, I I mean, I don't know, man. I just how long has it been that people have been talking about it that like mm -hmm. Call of Duty should probably try it? it's never happened yeah i'm just curious <laughs> i mean you know that's that's why people adapted to the you know and i do it a lot too it's one of my it's one of my signature moves that i try all the time is that fucking corner whipping you know what i mean yep. like you know someone's around a corner so instead of just popping around it slowly you fucking back up a couple steps get a sprint and jump out and whip that corner mm -hmm. hoping you can break their camera and I mean, it's, right. it's, it's hard to do. Effective. Yeah. It's effective. And unless the person's just as good as you are and is expecting it, you know what I mean? And I know mm -hmm. this, I'm really hoping that with the new updates and the movement, that drop shotting just goes away a little bit. Jesus criminy. I am so tired of getting drop shotted on, dude. I know drop it's a shot king, baby. Uh, I, I can't stand the drop shots, dude. Every time I get fucking killed by someone who just crouches and goes into prone when I've like shot you first and got the kill almost. And then you just go under my bullets like a little, I get so mad every time. Like, yes, it's a viable yeah. skill. I just need to adjust for it. I get that, but it still makes me so mad. Because uh, most people do the the jumping bullshit, so you're mo mostly expecting like something like that—a sweaty yep. movement, not someone just laying down. Yep, <laughs> I'm expecting. I, yeah, and it gets me every time, dude. It gets me every time. <laughs> oh, and let me let me just bring something up real quick about gets me. Yeah, because I'm watching this Modern Warfare two fucking playthrough. <laughs> these fucking the the halloween event these devs are cheeky cheeky bastards right so i've been watching people play and i'm laughing because i'm watching people get the jump scares at the chests, and it's scaring the shit out of people and right uh -huh. when you load into call of duty for the first time after the update it asks you there's like a little thing that pops up and it asks you it's like would you like the jump scares yes or no like keep the tricks or no i just want treats and you know, I've seen people get scared. I was like, oh, that's fine, but I don't want the distraction when I'm trying to open a chest and I'm like playing Resurgence if we're in a hot area. I don't want to get the distraction. Yeah. I don't want my screen to be covered. So I turned them off. 
fully thinking they were going to be off, dude. I fucking drop into Warzone, dude. First chest I opened. Scared the shit out of me, dude. Uh... <laughs> they don't let you turn it off, dude. They're like, oh, we're going to let you think you can turn it off. And then you go to open a chest, dude. And it scared the shit out of me, right? And it was like the first three chests. And then it stopped happening. And I was like, okay, maybe they just do it for a couple times just to let you know what it is. And no, I no, it's, Yeah, it's, dude, no. I played no, a couple no. games. Wasn't happening, wasn't happening. I completely forgot about it. I opened a chest last night oh with God. Slug and Eli. Scared the shit out of me, bro. I, these dude. jump scares are hilarious. I have to say, dude, that was a funny addition into the game, dude. It's the jump scares when you open chests. That was funny. That is. I think funny. they did that yeah. in the past too, but I think they're doing it a little more aggressive this year. Yeah, and then the other little um, change up that I really like: the maps look great right now. Everything's all bloody and scary. Like there was a zombie apocalypse that ripped through oh, Vondel, nice. and they're calling yeah. it Bond Dead. And there's like dead zombies <laughs> everywhere, and there's people decaying, and there's blood and broken glass. It's fucking cool. Al Mazra's in the same place. It's really cool. Yeah, we were playing. We were playing last night, and I was like, "Oh, help us!" Uh, I, dude, I was getting serious, like fucking Walking Dead vibes. Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> it's actually really sick. Um, and then uh, uh, the other thing I was really digging on was the uh, just the way the butcher event was. Like, it was kind of high stakes fun. Like, there's a big platform. <laughs> you got to start the ritual. You drop on that shit. And then once the portal opens, you go through the portal and then you got to survive inside the portal by constantly healing yourself because you take AOE damage because you're in hell, essentially. And the butcher, for those who don't know, that's a Diablo 4 thing, Diablo thing. They're doing like a crossover thing for Halloween with Diablo. They got a, yeah, yeah, they got a, um, a Lilith skin pack in the store right now where you can play as Lilith from Diablo 4. And then the, the, one of the first monsters you kill in the Warzone event is the butcher. And while you're inside that area, you got to kill zombies, like fight zombies, constantly heal, heal yourself, defend yourself from other players coming through the fucking portal and kill that boss. It was pretty intense oh, wow. and it was actually a lot of fun. We had a good time doing it last night. This is cool. Yeah. So, you right. know, I'm enjoying this shit. First, I missed that first Halloween event. So it's nice to hear that, uh. It's kind of coming back yeah. yep um you know i'm pretty excited because we're gonna get a new war zone next we're gonna get a new war zone probably just in time for christmas mm-hmm. um let's just say i'm fucking scared to death that they're gonna bring krampus back <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's just hope they learn their lesson don't Which... don't bring i don't know dude like you already heard that i already told you how that dev felt about the combat scout perk coming back he's like i don't care yeah. i liked it so i'm putting it in what if they all just haha here's a little joke for christmas we're giving you krampus and you can just take oh. it <laughs> bring it back just make sure it doesn't fucking crash people's games <laughs> okay no crash of people's games i can agree with that i just like i remember playing all the Warzone. gimmicks suck I just remember when Krampus came out and I was like, what is this? And I'm like playing Warzone. Everything's going fine. I'm shooting people. And all of a sudden that thing come running at me. And I'm like, dude. The music starts playing. Yeah, dude. I'm like, what is happening? And pretty soon this thing is on you that like can't be fucking killed. And it's just a, it's a tank of a thing. 
Yeah, it's running at you. Yeah, dude, that was <laughs> terrifying, dude. And like I, fast, dude. Like you couldn't really slide cancel away from it. You no. had to get away from it, like vehicle or redeploy or something. <laughs> yeah, dude. There was no, there was no outrunning that thing. It didn't matter. Uh, it was, it was, it was kind of scary, dude. Like that kind of shit was ridiculous. But I think, you know, I think we're going to have some positive changes. I'm, I, I, and the other thing I've been curious about, I've been trying to research it. You know, we got to play with those weapons in the beta that were there. I'm really wondering, it sounds like it, and I could be wrong, but I'm really wondering if they're just going to take all the weapons that we got in Modern Warfare 2 and kind of just move it into Modern Warfare 3. Like, I'm wondering if that's what the case is. Like, are they just going to be transferring all these weapons, keeping all the primaries, shotguns, SMGs, all that stuff that we have right now, and then just adding into the list? Is that what's going on? I mean, that would make sense if they're allowing everything to carry forward. I mean, you would think so, right? If they're carrying forward our blueprints that we're getting right now and our skins and all that stuff, then why wouldn't all the exact same weapons be in Modern Warfare 3? Which personally gets me excited. I don't care if they're the same weapons and it's a repeat. That just makes the list so much bigger. That's Yeah, that's what I'm thinking is what if those... I mean, okay, yeah, they're probably just another rebrand. And just, yeah, like a redesign, but Mm. it'll have all the same stats. Yeah, and I mean, that that would be ideal, personally. I think so. Um, right, I agree. Uh, um, the I think that's about I think that's about everything big I wanted to talk about with Modern Warfare Three though that I seen that's coming up. Um, the other big thing I kind of wanted to touch on real quick was <laughs> just wanted to give a little shout out, congrats to the devs at Insomniac for smacking another one out of the park with Spider Man Two. All the reviews I've seen are just a plus. That game looks incredible. So I yeah, the promo for it was uh, amazing enough with the the flipped truck caught by webs and yeah everything like that. Like they went over the top and bravo. Yeah, no, I mean there was that flipped truck one, and then um, did you see the other one that they had with the venom, the black venom stuff? They had another one with like a big ass truck being like lifted up out of the ground with like that black venom slime. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing the black uh, the the webbing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so, so cool. Yeah, so you know, Sony is. I will say, I'll give Sony their their flowers, if you will, um, on that one. <laughs> just with the uh, how they yeah. advertise for their games is so awesome. I love these big advertisements that they do. Like when God of War Ragnarok came out, they had yes. that gigantic axe in the fucking pavement wherever it was i forget i think it was in california somewhere they just had a oh, huge yeah. kratos's axe sticking out of the ground like that's crazy that's so sick yeah that's cool that's really cool um and then i don't know if you guys seen uh i shared it on facebook i'm pretty sure i did the uh there was the uh xbox paid to have a huge advertisement on the las vegas sphere on the sphere yeah, yeah it, it was, was so cool so cool looking it, it was so cool master chief though you know, I, I noticed that they really, they really, I feel like they're trying to win back the, uh, win back the community with Halo first before they start going hard on Master Chief again. 
I just feel like that's Xbox. Yeah, and I agree. Show I agree with you, but they really fumbled Halo Infinite, and three four three knows that they fumbled the launch of Halo Infinite. Like we're for just sure, now, sure. we're just now seeing a resurgence. Like they hit like sixty thousand concurrent players, and then they hit like I want to. I'm gonna look at it. I'm gonna look it up real quick, so I'm not saying false numbers. Um, but the uh, the uh, fucking you know this season six is coming back so it's it's uh it's been it's been up and down with halo like they have a ton of content now but that's the thing is like the game is now sitting where it should have been when it came out and that's what a lot of you know like forge is making that game you know amazing again so it's all-time peak Okay, so its all-time peak was 256,000, but that was a while ago, I'm assuming. Yeah, that was oh, quite a while ago. That was in January. So it's been low. The last and the last 24 hours we've had a peak of uh 15,000, but this was a couple it was just not too long ago, a couple days ago we had it was a pretty big spike of people. And they've been, you know, they've been doing okay for themselves. Like, they're really trying. So, and I don't, and I I think it's in a much better place than it was. Um, But the advertisements, I think, on Microsoft's side have been a little lackluster while they were trying to finish this uh, ABK nonsense, I think, is what the big thing was. I think they were really holding off <clears> on <throat> ads and all that stuff because they were really trying to sell to the CMA, like, you know, that they're not trying to monopolize the market, which feel how you want about it. I don't think they really are either. I think what Microsoft's main end goal at the end of it was to um, to get a big foothold in the mobile market with uh King being in that purchase. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, the purchase of ABK has tons of benefits there with all the IP and all the other money they're going to be mm-hmm. making from right, all the other stuff. Right. But Microsoft has talked about how they've been wanting to get into the mobile market more before, and King is huge. I mean, Candy Crush is gigantic. Yeah. It's gigantic. Yeah, that so, one alone. Yeah, so the amount of, you know, that was a huge win Absolutely. for those guys. Um, I see. I knew about the Activision Blizzard. I hadn't even seen anything on the Kings. So well, I... well, that's well, that's what ABK stands for is Activision Blizzard right. King. They're all wrapped together. So, right. I just the, when we were going through it, I wasn't worried. So I just kind of mm-hmm. I listened to the updates from you, but I didn't dig into it. Oh yeah, so I wasn't worried about it. I knew they. I knew. I knew that Microsoft was only going to shoot themselves in the foot if they decided to pull Activision mm-hmm. from Sony. Yeah, you know, and e- 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 they're they're definitely they're definitely not going to do that. There was right after it was done. Uh, there, uh, Microsoft does an Xbox official uh, podcast, and they had uh, Phil Spencer on for the entire episode, and I listened to it just because I wanted to hear what he was going to say about the ABK deal, right. and that was a big thing that he said is he he wants to make sure that the Call of Duty community is you know assured that he's not there to take any games away from anybody he's not trying to take it away the one thing he is going to put a stop to is this exclusive beta and exclusive skin and exclusive content thing he doesn't want that 
He doesn't even does. want that for Xbox. He doesn't. He's not going to use oh. that to to have people sell to sell Xbox consoles. He wants everybody to play Call of Duty and enjoy that. He well, wants I everybody mean, to have access to it. That's that's uh, here you go. And see, and fact, I I think that's great personally. Yeah. I, you know, if no, we're not absolutely. if we're not going to end up, you know, and Xbox isn't going to have exclusive stuff, I'm fine with that. That means you know when the when the first open beta weekend happens, everybody's going to be in for that. Sick. That's I yeah. enjoy that so much more. Straight, straight up, dude, I I will tell you this, right? So I played more of the beta with you and Eli than I did during the PlayStation exclusive weekend because I got bored. Well, and I mean, and that's the thing is like now in today's age, you know, like uh, that was something else I was thinking about. And 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 now in modern gaming with crossplay being so prominent in all of these big major games. People aren't buying consoles anymore based on, I mean, some, the casual people are for sure. Like the casual people are buying consoles based on what their friends have because they're not playing games the way we are. You know, people like us, we're buying stuff because of a, we've been there for a while or B, we really like the UI and the ecosystem, you know, that type of stuff. We like the accessories. It's all personal preference. Nobody's wrong in that department. It's all great stuff. All of it. Exactly. So exactly. with crossplay being a thing, that type of stuff does need to be slowly eliminated because, you know, people who are playing games the way that we play games, we're playing, you know, Slug and Eli are on PC. I'm on Xbox. You guys are on PlayStation, but we still all play yeah. together. And that's awesome. I think that's great. I've been waiting for that shit for years. And that's the way it should oh, be. You know, 100%. I, I, you know, at first I was hesitant about playing against people with mouse and keyboard, but with the way that aim assists uh, aim assist works it makes it i think an even play field i know mouse and keyboard players might disagree with me on that one and say that aim assist is cheating yeah. but you're getting your whole arm in your hand yes it is much better to have that much movement for aiming i fully 100 yeah. percent agree with you i have played with mouse and keyboard and i can mm-hmm. see i can see the advantage the part that I don't really like is dealing with the keyboard. I don't like dealing with all the, I, I I'm sure I could get used to it with some time put into it. I just personally prefer playing on a controller. I have my elite series two. I have four paddles on the back. I've gotten really used to that. I enjoy that style of gaming and I feel like I do okay with it. You know, I got, I got some clips to back up my point. I got, I feel like I do. Okay. So it's, right. you know, right. I, I just, got I some def- say, uh, PC controller. Yeah, and exactly. And I can hook up my controller to PC 110% and the frame rate's better and all that stuff. I just, you know, I was talking about this with my girlfriend um last night, you know, I I'm a console gamer and I am I'm okay with that. I will call me a I filthy, enjoy it. Yeah, call me a filthy console peasant, but that's where gaming started for me was <laughs> on a console and uh um I, I think that's where it eventually will end for me just because I, that's what I like. I, I enjoy the simplicity. Um, I enjoy, you know, I enjoy that stuff. Yeah. I, I, it's something about playing games on a console to me that just, it, it, it I don't know. It just it's nostalgic feels good. as yeah, fuck. It feels good. Yeah. <laughs> it feels good. Yeah. Like getting home and turning on the Xbox and hearing the sound, you know, like it just, it, it, yeah. it's a nice little thing. I don't have to run through my drivers and the fucking system software and all the fucking other updates. They yeah, literally I mean, just boot it up because it's probably say, been on rest mode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I will say that Steam's um, Steam's interface, I don't know if you guys uh, know about Steam Big Picture Mode, but I think, I like, last night, I, uh, 
I was playing a game on my uh, PC that I won't talk about on stream, but I will tell you guys about later because <laughs> I technically shouldn't be playing it on my PC, but, um, uh, I love emulators. Um, and, uh, if you hit the home button on most any controller, it brings, if steam's open, it brings up this thing called steam, big picture mode. And it like essentially turns steam. It like turns your PC into a game console. And it gives you like this really awesome console interface for steam where you can go through your friends list. You can go through your games, download games onto your PC right from steam right there with your controller. It's got all the button prompts for you and stuff. So you can like back out of menus, go to your friends list, message people with your controller. Like for the people who want, you know, a PC, but want to want that console feel, they can still do that with a, with a PC, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. The steam big picture interface is actually hella cool. At least I thought so. I've always loved steam and I always, always support them. Mm-hmm. And they always run massive sales and it's just a big entity to get games so oh yeah steam is awesome great. steam and steam is huge they're awesome i love the steam sales they you know i i have spider-man remastered through steam because it was you know cheap as shit I'll, so yeah. i'll be playing games on pc one day so yeah. I'll, I'll have plenty of uh games to choose from for exactly. viewers that's the other good thing about pc is there's just so many games like you can yeah. play pretty much anything if you never know what you're doing. yeah you, right. you can play anything if you know what you're doing well, some um, fucking some PlayStation games because they're idiots. Yeah, <laughs> that's something I don't like either. There's a few PlayStation games that, I, like, one game that I would, dude, I would pay good money for it on my PC is Infamous One and Two. If that shit got a PC oh, release, okay. nice. I would pay good money for that, and I would play it for hours on my PC, dude. Yeah. Ugh, man, I'd pay good money for that. Um, As a PlayStation user, I always wanted Gears of War to come over. And that was it's Respect. probably still my favorite franchise. I I loved the first three games. I played Judgment. I liked that one. That's actually a but game. I fell I'm, off afterward. That's a game I'm planning on doing a stream of. Is I want to do a full playthrough, Gears One through uh, Five. Oh yeah, I'll be in for that, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I want to do the full. I, I want to do the full that. run. <clears throat> no, there's a metal band that uh, is Gears of War themed. Mm-hmm. That's dope. That's super dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're sweet. So we had someone comment on our YouTube video, and he uh, asked a pretty good question. It's a good topic that we can kind of discuss for a couple minutes. Something that um, I actually wanted to talk about because there was some big news that came out this last week about Starfield. Um, the question, though, is uh, do you guys think that uh, Microsoft's Game Pass is a sustainable thing. Do you think that's something they can keep doing the way they're doing? Um, as like a PlayStation user, like I remember it being announced a few years ago. I don't know how old it is now, mm-hmm. but there was a tier system. Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, so there, there's yeah. so there's so there. I'd have to look at it to make sure because I have Game Pass Ultimate. <clears throat> so there's like the game. There's like the normal Game Pass. Game Pass tiers. Okay, here we go. Because, like, to me, as long as there's, like, a tier system, okay, that's one way you can divide lower uh, budget games to higher budget games. But then, for me, how are the developers being paid through this? Like, are they losing money because of the Game Pass? Mm -hmm. So, if there's a balance, 
to work out there to sort that out i'm all for it okay so uh, i know what the difference it, is so there's go for it there's three tiers of game pass right <laughs> there's xbox game pass which is like your base um subscription it's ten dollars a month you get 400 plus games in game pass and it works for xbox one xbox series x and s and uh, you can download the games just download the games and then pc game pass is also ten dollars a month you get access to 400 plus games on pc and you can download those and at any time you want that's so sick now (laughs) what i have is xbox game pass ultimate that's five dollars more a month so it's fifteen dollars a month you get four access to 400 plus games on pc xbox one xbox series xns android ios and web browser so that includes download and streaming so i can cloud stream any of my games almost anywhere i can sign in like i've cloud streamed i played a one full mission of psychonauts 2 on my phone with an xbox controller it was a little laggy because i was at the high school and it was a day it was Mm -hmm. like on the weekend when i was like covering for a soccer game so i had like an hour to kill and so i tried it out. <laughs> and um it was a little it was a little laggy there was a little um you know input lag um and some you know some uh fuzziness from the signal but that's just my phone signal being out here in the mountains we don't have the greatest yeah signal out here, right? <laughs> shitty out um, but you know besides that it works pretty good um i keep the ultimate just because i like having the option to download xbox games on my pc whenever i want so you know that's a big bonus but um you know i and i you know i at first when you know hearing about game pass everyone's like holy crap that's a super great deal and a lot of people could ask you know is that sustainable because you know they're 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 paying the developers decent money they're not we're not getting numbers but from everything i've heard and you know you see devs talk about it they're pretty happy with the payments they're getting from microsoft cool like, there, there there hasn't been any issues there and i you know the other big thing i'd like to point out i don't know if you guys seen this i have the picture on my phone so i could spout out specific numbers um starfield released on game pass uh day and day mm-hmm. right and to 2023 year to date ending september top 20 games physical and full game digital from the nintendo eShop, playstation steam xbox platforms for publishers and the digital leader panel ranked in dollar sales reporting period the first of january this year to um september 30th of 2023 starfield's number seven in the united states for sales even though it was free on game pass that's sick that's pretty huge that tells me that it's working and it is sustainable you just you gotta pay these people well exactly (laughs) well the big thing is the big thing is a lot of people were like no one's gonna buy games if you can just pay a subscription and play it for free well that kind of disproves i mean you know not only was it number seven for the year but i have a separate graphic here it was number one for the month of september Number mm-hmm. one, it beat out Mortal Kombat. It beat out Madden NFL 24. Yeah, Madden, that's pretty good. That's insane. It, you know, that's it, exactly. Like, it was, for the month of September, it sold more copies than any other game in America. So, I think, and that's just the American market, albeit that's just the American market, 110%. Yeah. Um, You know, if you look at the UK market, I think, uh, I think Hogwarts Legacy is number one over there and has been number one for quite a while 
which makes sense. That's amazing. Yeah, uh, I think it's awesome as well. I love it. I love it. I think it's Hogwarts it's Legacy. Cool. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's Hogwarts Legacy. Um, yeah, I really need to pick that up. It keeps going on yeah. sale. It's teasing me. If you haven't played it, and if you haven't played it, Kyle, I highly recommend it. It is so much I, fun. I want to, but I want to get it for uh, Emily first. So she gets it, and then I'll get it. Yes, play it for... <laughs> yes, play it on stream. I think you will enjoy yourself so much. It, it as looks a, so fun. Yeah, as a fan <laughs> of Harry Potter... It just made yeah. me smile so much playing it. Like That's there was awesome. so much good stuff about it. And they did so good with the way the magic feels and the magic combat is so much fun. Like blocking spells. It looks good. Yeah, dude. It's so much fun. It was a blast. It was a real blast. Um, But yeah, Sorry, I think I totally segued that. Oh no, no, it's okay. <laughs> Cause I love, I love, I love that game. Um, but I think that Game Pass is something that's going to be around for a while, and I think they can make it stick around. I just hope that they keep, you know, paying the developers, you know, good mm-hmm. money to keep them motivated to keep, you know, making good content and not, well, and, you know, that's, you know, some people are like, well, if they know they're going to get paid, they, they don't have to make, you know, A-plus content. Some people are trying to, you know, say that Game Pass has got, uh, they're calling it Game Pass fodder. That's what I see on Twitter all the time. <laughs> They call it Game Pass fodder, which makes me laugh because oh, yeah. it's like, you know, we've shit we've and Game Pass doesn't, you know, not only is Xbox's first party games going in their day and date, but I don't know if you guys just seen we just got it was like a couple days ago. We just got the Dead Space remake. Oh, that's wicked. Yeah, that's huge. Yes. Uh, yes. You know, uh, we just got the Dead Space remake. That's huge. I've been thinking about doing that for a playthrough on uh stream i you know i notice a lot of the games that i want to play end up making a run through on game pass at some point or another and it's kind of you know it's been fun to wait for those games to hit and grab them up like i didn't pay for forza motorsport and i'm enjoying the shit out of it i downloaded it off game pass mm-hmm. i wait for yeah, it to come out and oh, it's yeah. so much fun i think that's our another avenue that i'm like just thinking about for game pass like think about all the games that you never had the opportunity to play from you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago that are coming over through that. And now you can make content on that because that's what we do now in society is make content. Everyone and everyone makes content. So if you can make content on an old game, revive it, bring some hype around it, it'll spark conversations for a remaster or maybe a sequel or, you know, something else. So it's a opportunity there. Oh, yeah. Big time, big time. Oh yeah. I mean, there's so much opportunity for, there's so much opportunity for that type of stuff. And, you know, they've been really good about keeping some of the older games in game pass and, you know, them wrapping EA play into game pass was a huge thing for me because a lot of people shit on EA and for good reason, EA has done some shitty ass things. Okay. I am one of those people. I have not bought an EA game since anthem yeah okay and see and i can understand that anthem was a big letdown they had something there but they really fucking they they screwed the pooch there um Mm -hmm. i'm very i i'm not like we talked about you know like i said in my intro if i'm having fun playing something i don't have a problem continuing to play it right um Mm -hmm. i have been a battlefield player for a long time i still have battlefield battle uh 2042 and matter of fact i was actually just getting ready to re-download that to check out the new season um but you know like i i play those games because i enjoy what battlefield is at its core i enjoy the the more open gigantic 
you know map gameplay sometimes like sometimes for me i just want to play a game by myself and be a sniper and go hide in the sand and just see if i can pick people (laughs) off from way far away like i enjoy doing that and Mm -hmm. battlefield allows me to do that in a way that call of duty just doesn't and so that's you know one ea franchise that i've always been a you know i've been behind 100 percent just because I it's something about that game that I always find myself like one way or another, it'll take time, but one way or another, I'll end up playing a battlefield game again, just because I want that. I want that playthrough. And there hasn't been a uh, world war two game. I've enjoyed as much as battlefield five in quite a while. Battlefield five was a really great, really great world war two game. I thought for multiplayer, like the weapons felt good and they looked good. The vehicles look cool. The maps look cool. Like, you know, it was, I thought they did a great job with that one. So that was one that I got, I got free on PlayStation and I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. I, I played the shit out of that one and battlefield one, the one that was during world war one. And the only thing that, the only thing that I found myself disappointed with that game in the end. And I mean, it's not something that you can help is just the lack of, weapon option in that game because it's the 1900 it's the early 1900s there's not a lot of stuff that they can give you to shoot with unless they start making shit up you know what i mean like we didn't have our modern weapon systems then so it's like you're dealing with old school weapons and like yes it's fun for, for for me it was fun for a certain amount of time until everything was unlocked which didn't take me long and then you're just playing all of those maps over and over again, doing different things. And it's not like you're unlocking anything for your weapons. You know, there's not much to unlock. So you're just, right. that was like, yeah, that was my big thing with that. There's not much to unlock. It was more just experiencing those battlefields in that way with those weapons made it, you know, it was its own challenge in a way. Um, the sniping in both of those games fucking unmatched by any other multiplayer game that i've played so far like it's just especially battlefield 5 my goodness i just it for some reason the sniping in that game and me just clicked it feels so good the the snipers like all the bolt action rifles in that game felt really good because you know that was a big focus bolt action rifles so like i just it was it was it felt great um I I think that was probably my favorite sniping so far. Like I, they're all, they're all really close, but that, that one, I think battlefield five was probably my favorite, favorite of all of them. And then it would be battlefield one. And then, you know, I think battlefield 2042 battlefield three and four, are they're obviously up there, but I don't really count them because I just don't yeah. play them anymore. Like Battlefield Four, just yeah. When I play it, it now, yeah. When I play it now, it just feels super outdated. You know, um, <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah, like it, like that's yeah. definitely one of my favorite games, uh, like multiplayer games that I've ever experienced. Battlefield Four. Oh but, yeah. yeah, it's phased. And it's in its, <laughs> its heyday. Battlefield Four was it. Like that was the game. That was the yeah. game. And I, I, I came to it way late, but man, I wish I picked it up way sooner. It was oh, such a fun game. Yeah, it was so good. I mean, they just the way everything felt, it was so much fun. Um, you know, but EA has, you know, EA has the other specialties. Like as a combat sports fan, no, they don't. <laughs> as a combat sports fan, <laughs> the e, the the UFC games are pretty decent. Okay. Oh, I, okay. Yeah, I've I enjoy heard those. really good things about those. Games. Yeah, <laughs> I enjoy those. Yeah, those are good. And quite frankly. 
I still to this day play Skate Three. Okay, still yeah. to this I mean, day. Oh, that's right. They play, they did Skate. Yeah. Okay. They they got some they got some gems, but man, they got and, some and, gems. Uh, and you know, hockey is just total dog water. I don't I don't necessarily say the devs are dog water, but what I do say is the people who the make the decisions, are. the people who make the decisions up top are dog water because like star wars battlefront 2 where it launched in a shitty place it ended in a great place it was one of those comeback stories i played that game before and after and i thought that game ended in a pretty decent place for what it launched from and that's just my i heard i heard anthem did the same thing because i played it uh beta and all that and then once it released, it was like I was playing the same game. So I got really pissed off and just really bored really fast. Mm-hmm. So, but I heard that turned around, but I don't care to pick it up. <laughs> yeah. And well, now the servers are shut down on that game. Oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure the servers are shut down on that game. That's, yeah. But, That's, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, like they, I think, you know, with UFC, I, I, I think those games are rather well done. They're fun to play. Um, then you have, you know, the skate games. Like I said, I still play Skate 3 to this day. It's only, f- it's like less than 7 gigabytes of memory on my fucking Xbox. So it's like one of those oh, wow, games. Like yeah, exactly. So it's one of those games I can. It's like a clip. Yeah. It's one of those games I can keep in my, you know, in storage. And I play it just every once in a while just to run around and skateboard around. And I know that the original team, yeah. the original development team from EA is making another skate game. That's going to be really good. Yeah, and this one's supposed to be free to play. They want it to be way more community-based and more community members to nice. get, excuse me, get involved making maps. So I'm hoping... I kind of like that aspect. Yeah, I hope the, so, the too. The whole map-making thing. Yeah, I hope so, too. Like, I don't know if you guys have played Skater XL or uh, Session at all. Um, not in like a hundred years. Okay. Skater, (laughs) skater XL is a skateboard sim sim game. And I have to say this game is unlike any other skateboarding game I've played. Your, your foot control is way, way more precise in this one. Um, you control your forward foot with your left stick and your right and your back foot with your right stick. So you, yeah, you have, it's, yeah, it's each foot control. (laughs) So like when you yeah, when you ollie, you have to like make the foot. You have to like pull down on your back you joystick and push forward on your front joystick. And then if you want to board slide, you have to pull your joysticks opposite directions so that way your feet will go out sideways and land on the rail. Like I got pretty decent at that one, but it was hard <laughs> to learn because you have to. Everything's dependent on sticks. You turn with your triggers by leaning your body instead of using the sticks. It's fucking hard, dude. Um. Yeah. But it's a lot of fun, and that one's also another one where it's very much community based. They're having they're having uh, people who play the game all the time make different maps for it, and then you can download the maps in the game and play on different maps. Hmm. So that has been it has you know that's I think a video game series that I I just I that's the type of game that I can sit and play for hours. Weirdly, is a skateboarding game. I don't know what it is about it but i can say i'm a huge fan of skateboarding culture i've been a huge fan of skateboarding (laughs) culture my entire life i'm really stoked because i'm going to share it in the uh, discord later but um i found the picture um of my uncle eric 
he got a full um thrasher magazine um spread just one whole page and it's him oh fuck yeah yeah it's him um ollieing over a barricade downtown billings that's so cool yeah it's sweet and i i found the picture and i took a and i saved the picture in my phone because i was just so stoked to find it you know um that's awesome um but uh you know i've i've been a huge fan of skateboarding since i was little i'm not a good skateboarder myself but that doesn't mean i can't enjoy the sport you know what i mean so absolutely (laughs) (laughs) um but the uh there that's a just a game i you know i played tony hawk i've played so much tony hawk games i have the remastered one and two and i think they did a great job with those i love the way they look yeah. and i love the way they feel but sometimes i want something that feels a little bit more like i loved what skate did where like i said last time they made it so you could play a game that felt like it was almost realistic but then you could blast over a bridge yeah like it was the perfect it was the perfect in between for me yeah no no 100 percent. and there's that like i said that franchise Mm -hmm. so the first the first one i ever played was i believe skate three yeah and then i went back and did the whole series oh yeah dude they're all i remember when skate was announced like the first time and you know what's funny actually little 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 story time the first time I even heard about skate was watching, um, I believe it was, was Robin big back in the day Oh wow! because Rob yeah. Deerdeck went and did mocap for skate for EA. Yeah. And it was in one of the episodes that he went and did the mocap. They showed him in the mocap suit. And then they showed like a little, like clip it of him ollieing through something in skate. And they're like, this is a new skateboarding game. And then it's like all they said about it. And that was like the first time I'd ever heard about it. Yeah, I. Yeah, that's so. I just remember. That's I like, remember when 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 skate came out. Even though like I never played skate, skate changed the genre. Oh yeah, because people were like, they were like, oh, you mean you can have something that feels a little bit more realistic than Tony Hawk, yeah. where I'm doing handstands down the street and all kinds of crazy. Like, don't get me wrong, Tony Hawk was fun, but it was crazy. Dude, well, not only that, my my, my thing about. Like, I mean, Tony Hawk, hands down. I mean, we all, we played them all. Oh, yeah. At least I know I did. I did, right. yeah. Um, but the thing about it was, like, it didn't matter what angle I was going at anything. All I had to do was push a button. And it would do it. And, and it would do it. Like, okay, it made that. But, but Skate added in that element of, like, you have to actually do this. Yep, you got to, um, that's what I loved about Skate, too, like, you got to flick the stick. You got to land on the rail. You got to hold it. And then you yeah. got to flick off the rail. Right. Right. Exactly. In- um, and then you saw Tony Hawk's. So when you mentioned in skater XL, how you have to like, you left foot left or front foot, left stick, back foot, right stick. Yeah. Project eight vibes. Yeah. The only difference was project eight you could select to go into that mode okay see that's really cool see like i i didn't know that they did that with tony hawk and i think that's really dope um i remember yeah, was... I, I remember project eight but that's one i did not play i think that's the one i see, did not was, play that was that was one like okay i played through it it didn't have necessarily the replay value of any of the other ones to me hands down but... still to this day the best one that exists is tony hawk underground don't give a shit what anybody says. Uh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. 
hands down, you got Thug. And then, dude, I really, Tony Hawk 4, when they introduced the the open map. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. you could just launch into, dude, that was a game changer. Yep. I fucking love that. Yep. No, I think um, I think skateboarding, you know, skate. I love action sports games. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one here who sat and played Steep. Did you guys? I, did you play that? I did get it. I got it off the PlayStation. Uh huh. Played it a little bit. I I've often thought about going back, but I didn't put a whole lot of time into it. I would have to look at my achievement list to be a hundred percent sure. But I'm like, I got I got an achievement that like one percent of people got playing that game. Like it's I I put so many hours into Steep just because. I loved the way that game felt. Once you got to a certain level, you had unlimited helicopter tickets, so you could just teleport anywhere on that huge on that huge mountain map that they give you. And I could play that game for hours just carving down powdered stretches of mountain. And it's literally not even doing any objectives, not doing anything. It's just going down the same run over and over again, but doing it different. And the way that they made that game feel and look, like the physics in it, it's like... Ubisoft made Ride afterwards, which they wanted it to be way more arcadey, and it's way more of an action sports arcade game. Like there's bikes, there's there's bikes, there's skateboards, there's motorcycles, there's snowmobiles, there's rocket skis, there's rocket packs. But Steep was much more about wingsuiting. In the beginning, it was about wingsuiting and skiing and snowboarding. Like it was about that stuff, and I loved that game for that reason. And then they added the uh the winter olympics dlc pack to that game where you could go to uh japan and participate in the winter olympics and it was just like i as a kid who grew up skiing and snowboarding and i just haven't been able to get back to it because it's an expensive hobby it's something that i just enjoy watching i love these sounds and the you know that's why i watch snowboard movies all the time on youtube and it's just because i love the sounds and i I like watching the powder and i like i don't know there's something hypnotizing about it so anytime an action sports game like that comes out i'm usually all over it like they just had a they just had another snowboard game come out on game pass and i think it's called i think it's i forget what it's called right now i think it's just called ride or something like that um but it's it's like a, it's way more of a simulation snowboarder. Like I would compare it to Skater XL. It's a lot more okay. realistic and it's harder. It's difficult, okay. um, but it's fun. It's really fun. It's not like steep though. Like what I liked about steep was that backcountry aspect. Like I could teleport yeah, myself to the top fun. of a really tall, steep ass mountain and like navigate my way down it or just fucking balls to the wall tuck and fucking go for it and see if i don't die by the time i get to the bottom <laughs> you know kidding, right yeah so that's, that's how i felt playing it too. yeah and rally games like any action sports game i don't know if you guys play dirt at all i love racing games for that reason rally rally is one of the coolest sports to me ever those guys are doing 80 100 miles an hour on you know single wide dirt roads and just flying through the forests and shit and i love playing those games because they do a good job at making them feel like that like it's it's crazy to play you're there doing it that's awesome yeah um let's see there was there was another thing 
if someone else has something to bring up, I have to bring up this article real quick. Um, I'm going to mute my mic for a sec. If someone wants to go for a second, I need to bring up this article. I have it saved. I just have to find well, it. Shit. What is thoughts on game of the year? We are getting close to that. Ooh. Um, as someone who doesn't play a lot, um, just from the hype, I would probably put it on Elden Ring or Starfield. I I would I would agree, especially after Chowder. I think I found that chart you were looking at with the sales showing Starfield number seven for the year. <laughs> yeah. So I I mean, okay, with 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 the controversy around Starfield, I I don't necessarily think that one because I just seen so much controversy about that one. I don't okay. necessarily know if is that it one's... controversy or is it just like a minor min, uh, minority just kind of being loud about it. I mean, <laughs> if you look at the Steam, if well, I mean, if you like, you look at the Steam user reviews, they're in the seventies. Um, the user reviews on Metacritic are in the seventies as well, which isn't a bad score. But the <clears> game, the game is lower than I would expect. Exactly, the game is the game is, and here's the thing about it is, you know, the game is got a ton of loading screens in it there's no other way to put that there is a ton of loading screens in that game right. you're loading okay. you, there's like you're on your ship you stand up from your ship you walk down to the port to get out into the world there's a loading screen so okay. then th- then okay. you're on the map and then you're walking you get to a building you go into the building and unless that building has got windows and you can see inside of it, it's probably a loading screen. Like if it's its own little separate store with a closed door, it's like Skyrim. Like you remember how many loading screens there were in Skyrim? Like when you go down to the thieves den and you go in and you go through the cabinet, there's that loading screen. And then you go through another door, there's a loading screen. And then you're in the thieves den. It was like that, you know, it's, 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 it's like that. And for a lot of people that's it's, it's jarring and the space. And you know, a lot of people, we're expecting, you know, the seamless from space to earth planet travel, which didn't happen. And I don't know, you know, a lot of people didn't follow the game as closely as I did. So some people were just expecting a no man's sky esque experience, which is not what that game was going for. And, you know, a lot of people don't like how the UI and the menus, um, uh, work, which I, the inventory system in that game is pretty atrocious. Like sometimes it, like I've learned it and I know how to navigate it really well now. Cause I've put so many hours into the <laughs> game, but it, it is still a pain in the ass to deal with. There's no other way to put that. Um, and you know, the game being like, I, it doesn't bother me cause it's actually a pretty smooth 30 frames per second. But for a lot of people, that was a big deal. I, you know, I, I, yeah, I, I don't, it didn't bother me, but it was a big deal for a lot of people. I can, I'm not saying I can't see the difference between 60 and 30. I definitely can, but the game's not a competitive first person shooter. I'm not playing it against other people. I am playing Mm -hmm. it to experience the world that was there. So it didn't really bother me because I've put 130 hours into it. And to be quite frank, the only reason why I'm not playing it right now is because I'm trying to finish a DLC for cyberpunk and I need to finish this event for Warzone, or else I'd be on my way to putting another 130 hours into it. That game <laughs> clicks my buttons the right way. And I'm not going to say yeah. that it's the best game ever. I don't think that everybody's going to think that at all. And that's fine. Right. Mm-hmm. It clicks my buttons the right way though. It does the things I... for me that make me want to sit and play that game for hours. 
I love the ship building. I love the ship combat. I like the space travel the way they did it because, you know, that's something that a lot of people were mad about. It's like, oh, you don't even have to travel in space if you don't want. You can just fast travel everywhere you need to go. And it's like, yeah, that's true. But that's if you choose to do that. If you want to. Yeah, it's your choice. Yeah, that's your choice. Yeah, if yeah. you want to, you can walk into your ship, get on your ship, walk to the cockpit, get into the cockpit, take off into space, and then have that experience of getting into space and then going to your navigator table and f- picking the place, warping to that system, and then dealing with the consequences of coming into that system without fast traveling directly to the planet. And multiple times I've ran into bounty hunters, all kinds of stuff. It's just on how you play the game. And, you know, a lot of people are going to say like, oh, well, I shouldn't have to do it that way. Well, you're right. Maybe you shouldn't have to do it that way. But I enjoyed playing it that way. That was for me. Okay. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say anybody's wrong and anybody's like, you know, 100% right. I enjoyed playing it through that way and almost role playing in a way, getting into my character and Mm -hmm. getting through that stuff and experiencing the world as I saw fit and doing what I wanted to do. That's what I enjoyed about it. I think it's a, I, I think personally, not like, go ahead. Go sorry. Ahead. Go ahead. No, you finish finish oh, what okay. you're saying. I was going to say, when it comes to the game of the year, I don't think Starfield is going to be in the running. It personally makes me a little sad, but that's my own biased mm-hmm. opinion. I think when you're looking at game of the year, personally, I don't think that Hogwarts legacy can be ignored. Um, it did come out in February. It was really early this year, so it is in the running for sure. I just don't think it can be ignored. That game won over so many people. Um, so many people were talking about it, and I think it was really well done. I think it was really well done. Um, I think Elden Ring is number number two there. That's another game that's going to be really... It's 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 it's, it's going to be a tough year for the judges, for sure. I think Elden Ring is 100% up there. And I had a conversation with uh, uh, Joe, one of uh, our awesome community members. We were talking about really? Tears of the Kingdom last night. Um, you know, Tears of the Kingdom, um, it's a lot m- more Breath of the Wild is what it is. But oh, Breath, okay, yeah. And Breath that one, the, I think, game of the year. Yeah, Breath of the Wild won game of the year. And from everything I've heard, they just added more and more to do on Tears of the Kingdom. I don't nice. see a reason why that game won't win game of the year either. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I could see it a hundred percent being those three games are the top ones. With Spider-Man two just coming out though, I mean Yeah, that could that could be a yeah, it's gonna be a tough year for the judges. This year has been a banger for video game for for video games for people on all consoles, all sides. This year has been amazing for gamers. I there's it's, usually like two that I've heard of and then the other ones I like never caught a glimpse of the name ever throughout the year and then it wins game of the year and i'm like oh my god what the hell yeah like you know it's this this year has been crazy for gamers um it's been awesome i'm loving watching everybody's eating good is you know everybody's got something to play right now like you know Mm -hmm. anytime i see someone complaining about a game right now i'm like why are you wasting time complaining about a game when there's like six or seven other games i could name right now that you could go oh, play right, I mean, like holy crap like i haven't even touched assassin's creed mirage yet and that's something yeah, else i want to get into like you know like yeah, i it's I'm there's so much coming out right now when it comes to games and the rest of the year is still packed and then we have next year and the way microsoft is talking they're looking to release a big triple a game once a quarter 
You're talking four. Oh my big, god! Yeah. You're talking four big AAA releases a year. That's pretty huge. That's pretty huge. And if they can stick to that cadence, that's going to be f- massive. Yeah, the, yeah, the sustainability of that, I, I question, but um, yeah, me I mean, too. If that's, if that's a goal, hell yeah, yeah, do it. Exactly. I mean, you know, and then on Sony side, quality. on Sony side, you know, I we all know that Wolverine's coming. And if Insomniac mm-hmm. Games is making Wolverine and they do anything close to the open world that they have with Spider-Man and they do anything yeah. close to that quality, it's going to be another banger. You know, the only thing I'm worried about, the only thing I'm worried about is that Disney owns Marvel and that this Wolverine game <laughs> won't be the bloody adult game yep. that it should be. That's exactly it. It won't be uh, the Wolverine you know, all the fanboys want. It'll be a fun game probably, but it won't be the bloody, gory yep. dismemberment. <laughs> I mean, and that's what it needs to be. Like, that's why... It you needs know, to be, yes. It's like the same thing with, like, uh, Star Wars right now. Now that Disney owns Star Wars. Like, I seriously question the choice for the Jedi, the, the Jedi games that they just released. Because, like, those games, say what you want about EA... But Jedi uh, Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor, both of those are banger games. I played both of them. They're both awesome. See, I need to get Survivor because the Survivor st- launched on next gen only. And so by the time I picked up the five, I wasn't interested. Dude, it's worth it. I'm telling you, it's oh. worth it. It's so much fun. I had a blast playing that through. I have I'm on the last boss battle. I know what's gonna I kinda I kinda know a little bit about what's gonna happen. So I haven't finished it yet, but I'm gonna finish it on stream soon. I was waiting for the performance patch to come out and it did just recently, so I'm gonna be going back to that pretty soon. But um the uh the story is so good. The gameplay, the saber, like they added all the new saber fight styles in this one. So like you can have a dual sided saber, you can have dual sabers, a shoto saber and a longer saber, which is sick if you're a Star Wars nerd like I am and you know all the different stances. They also added um the cross guard saber, which is fucking sweet. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and there's my other personal favorite stance is the um you can choose to run a blaster in a saber, which is hella fun to have a fucking laser blaster in a saber because it gives you that ranged Jeez. aspect. Yeah, it's and then <laughs> you can switch between two different ones. <laughs> so. Okay. So you, there's four different ones to choose from, and you can have two equipped. And I've been running the, uh, I've been running the uh, cross guard saber and the um, uh, blaster and um, uh, fucking uh, saber, and it's so much fun to run those two. And then with the upgrades to movement, the double jump and the the air dash, the force dash in the air, it makes the movement so crazy. Like trying to navigate that game it's a great platformer in that sense where they've done a good job with adding weird little ways for you to have to figure out how to jump and get around stuff like in particular i remember this one spot where you have to like jump out onto a wall wall run and then leap again off the wall double jump and then air dash onto a fucking thing it's it's complicated it's hard but it was so much fun to try to get that down there are a couple of spots like that because I hundred percented Fallen Order. Oh, see, but Fallen Order didn't have Fallen Order didn't have the sweet air dash, dude. The True. air dash makes everything so much more fun, dude. It opens up the map way more than you could possibly think, dude. It's crazy, and the grapple—you get a grapple as well eventually. Wow, 
yeah the the movement in it is a lot of fun and the saber combat is fun the boss fights are great but that game you're killing tons of first order troopers and empire troopers and the only thing you can dismember is droids and animals the occasional animal yeah it pisses me off animal like like i you you mean i can cut the leg off of this beast that i'm killing right now it's not like just a random it's you know it's a big old beast that i'm fighting but yeah but six squirrels that's fucked up no not squirrels and stuff (laughs) like just beasts but like you know i'm fighting a first order trooper i just fucking chopped him in half why isn't he cut in half on the ground this is a lightsaber we're not messing around yeah. with a sword here. I didn't slice his belly open. I put a lightsaber all the way through his entire half torso. He should be in two pieces on the ground. No questions. Yeah, yeah definitely. It's like, and it's, also, it's a robot. Yeah, and, and it's not like and it's not like there has to be blood. That's the thing about the lightsaber. It cauterizes as it cuts. Yeah. So yep. what there, there's no, there's no excuse there for, Oh, it'd be too gory. No, you're cutting people up with a lightsaber. Like anybody who's playing that game, you know, what's happening as you're stabbing somebody in the freaking chest with that lightsaber or what have you. Like it's you're, yeah. And that's the power of the, the lightsaber. It's, exactly. It's, you, you can do that. You can go through metal that quick and it's, you know, already, already sliced through exactly (laughs) literally like the butter (laughs) see and that's one of the reasons why i'm up i'm planning on upgrading this pc is so i can play certain games on pc like that one in particular i do remember seeing specifically a mod for pc and that game that allowed dismemberment as you were killing people it was like a mod that modded in dismemberment and that's what i do love about pc is mods and stuff like that that add things into games that should be there but also you can always rely on the modding community. yeah you can always rely on the modding community i think that's why starfield sold so much one of its biggest sellers was on pc it was like its hugest seller Mm -hmm. was on pc which makes sense because the modding community was waiting for another bethesda game to come out like oh yeah (laughs) when it comes when it comes to mods bethesda games like skyrim Mm -hmm. i think i think i and once again i could be wrong i'd have to look it up but i'm pretty sure that someone told me that skyrim alone has the has more mods than any other game that exists oh i believe it which i 100 percent believe it's skyrim like that or gta yeah i keep seeing new i keep seeing new graphic mods i keep seeing new graphic mods for skyrim all the time like graphic mods that are so intense for that game it looks like a completely different game it's insane to me like i'm just like that's so cool and i and i enjoy that so much that people are doing that oh so when did we get skyrim 2 <laughs> well okay so that's the other thing you oh, you playstation guys that's actually funny because we can talk about that with the abk stuff that happened um during all those court cases uh during the paperwork because you know the ftc was going through all their paperwork and checking stuff right. out it came out mm-hmm. and it's confirmed that elder scrolls 6 is being worked on it is a thing, but mm-hmm. it was also confirmed that it's going to be Xbox PC exclusive. It will not be on Sony consoles. You know, I think I saw that. Yeah, I'm not too worried about it. Like, I loved Skyrim. I never beat the game though. Like, well, that's a thing. A lot of people. That's a common <laughs> thing. A lot of people yeah. talk about how much they love Skyrim, but they don't beat the game fully, which is fine because you don't. Bethesda games are meant to be played the way you want to play them. 
They, that's what right. they they don't they you know they don't expect you to do it the way they tell you to, and you shouldn't have to yeah. do it that way. That's the whole point of a game like that is to is to run around experience the world like a tons of people just go run and do their own thing in that game and they'll completely almost mm-hmm. you know they'll be max level before they well not max level because there isn't a max level really but start. they'll be in the 60s before they even start doing the main campaign and then they're like why is this so yep. easy it's because you're level 60 you're not supposed to be level 60 yet they didn't plan on that yeah. but that's what you did <laughs> like it's okay you were doing the thieves guild like way before you went to fucking uh yeah. oh my god i can't can't think of what is it winter runner or some shit yeah like. up to oh yeah up to the yeah like you go to winter see i don't know how many other people can relate to this but like when i play skyrim right you make your character you do the the intro part and as soon as i get out of the cave i run down to the three stones the three magic stones i pick one of those magic stones to boost my leveling for the rest of the game because one of those stones is the the mage stone the warrior stone or the thief stone yep. right and then on the way that way, after I hit that, right across the road, right in the corner there, there's a little mine. I go hit that mine, kill all the bandits in the mine, take all their loot. So I got a little bit of armor and weapons to start the game with. Go talk to the people in Whiterun or in that little town. Go directly White to Whiterun. Hit the companions first because I want that werewolf power, right? You got to get that werewolf power so you're invisible to poisons or invincible to poisons and then after that it's smooth sailing you do whatever you want as soon as i hear the graybeards call my name as soon as i hear the graybeards shout dovakin and i'm that nerd who just names my character dovakin in the game so that way it's just i hear dovakin all the time i'm like yeah you're talking to me beach and every as soon as i hear the graybeard shout my name i'm like okay uh time for me to go adventure i'm gonna leave you guys to up there to rot until i decide i want to learn how to shout and then i'll be until i need to learn more about shouts and then i'll be there yep. <laughs> <laughs> the game's so fun man yeah no i could play skyrim again and again and like i've bought it multiple times i own it on switch i own it on my xbox and i own it on a playstation on playstation as well i love that game so much i've played it more times than i can count and i think elder scroll elder scrolls <laughs> 6 a lot of people are talking now what made me excited playing starfield was the fact that they use so much procedurally generated content in that game if they could scale it back right imagine them making an elder scrolls game that's kind of in the sense of eso elder scrolls online but this time it's a single player game but you can go to all the different regions of tamriel you're not just stuck in one area like you're not just in skyrim you're not just in morrowind you it's you know the elder scrolls but it's all tamriel like you get to go to all the different locations in tamriel that'd be sick we're in the world where it can happen yeah i mean look at what they're look at what they're doing with, with grand theft auto yeah i mean Mm -hmm. oh dude i guess that's something we could touch on real quick yeah the six map, oh my god, dude! The yeah. rumors are getting thick. The rumors are getting thick. I that keep map s- is thick, boy. <laughs> I keep seeing. I keep. I just seen another little thing on the uh, interwebs on Twitter. Um, somebody is claiming that he has watched the GTA Six trailer and that a, a trailer announcement is imminent. Uh, Ooh, that'd be cool, dude. I, I think mean, so. It's time, dude. It's time. It is time. Yeah, like. Like next year, I mean, like it should be out. Joe, I'm, 
Joe said something that I think is really true, and I'm going to shout him out again here. Mean Joe Green, I'm going to shout him out because he said something that was really true. GTA Online has ruined Grand Theft Auto. And I don't, has ruined Grand Theft Auto. And I don't say that in the sense that GTA Online is bad. I don't say that in the way that they fucked up with it. GTA Online is a great game. I put Mm -hmm. multiple hours into it. What Joe was meaning when he said that, and I agree with him 100% is, they have milked GTA Online so much that not only did it kill the Red Dead Online community completely, and that that game got no attention that it deserved, but they've been milking this game for 10 years, and we're still sitting here without another GTA game. And there's, we should have had one by now. We should have had one by now. As disrespectful as that guy who ran on stage was for GTA 6. He's got a point. That's where we're at, man. Yeah, That's where we're at. It, like how long it. you gotta fucking milk this game and it's and, the same shit with skyrim like yep. i love skyrim but that's, that's been over the what four or five different consoles <laughs> yep i mean it's a running joke Hi, at man. this point it's a running joke yeah. at this point like people I make really... like even todd howard made a joke about releasing it on a touchscreen fridge during a fucking yeah like that was a joke that he made like we yep. we like i like <clears throat> don't get me wrong i I love Grand Theft Auto, but I said this to Ty on stream, and I 100% am standing behind my word on this. I'm not touching GTA Online again until we get a GTA 6 trailer. I'm not touching it again until I get a trailer. I love GTA Online. I have put so much time into that game. I have so many things for that game that I could do. I have so many activities. I could go play that game every day and not get bored. Honest to God. But I will not touch it again until I get a GTA 6 trailer. Because that'll bring the hype back for me. Like, yeah, you know, I I love Rockstar's games. I really do. Like, I played Red Dead Redemption 2 so fucking much. I still love that game. I think it's got one of the best campaigns of any game yep. I've ever played. Period. Story. What, whatever you want to call it. But mm-hmm. Grand Theft Auto is just like, it's its whole other thing. Like, Everybody remembers the first time they played a Grand Theft Auto game uh, and they remember what yep. Grand Theft Auto game it was. There's no yep. ifs, ands, or buts about that because a Grand Theft Auto game, when that shit comes out, it's an event. Grand Theft yeah, Auto it's was revolutionary. One of the, yeah, Grand Theft Auto was one of the only games that got me driving to Missoula at 11 o'clock at night in a blizzard in a Mazda Protege to go pick <laughs> up my copy at midnight. Yeah. no fucks given for that <laughs> exactly me and the boys are in the car behind a snow plow you can see like maybe 10 feet out in front of the car you got the brights on and everybody's smoking a bowl and you're just stoked as hell to get to missoula to get your copy and then drive for another hour and a half to get home in the Back. snow so you can download it and wait for two hours for the download to hit dude yeah, it's like daylight by that time. Yeah. So you're just pulling an all-nighter and then staying up all day to play Grand Theft Auto. But that's the shit we would do for Rockstar games, though. That's the quality they put out. But if they would just not milk their online shit because yep. they're greedy little fucking yeah. mongrels, like, I don't know. Oh, it, respect to them for, for, like, building that world and to do that for 10 years. Like, good job. But <laughs> They struck yeah, gold. The fan base here. <laughs> like... No one can deny that Grand Theft Auto Online is not one. It's one of the best online games out there. I can play that game for hours. There's so much to do. There's so many. It's so much fun to get. Even if you're just goofing around with your homies, it's fun. 
Like, yep. you don't even have to be doing missions. But, like, I was just talking about this on stream. Another thing I was saying. <clears throat> I will never forget the first time I got to run through those heist missions with the homies online. That was... That yeah. changed up the game for me, man. I was like, this is what online gaming can be. Like, they've got it to this point mm -hmm. where we're, like, running this heist together and, like, someone's the getaway driver. And we just, like, it was so satisfying and so much fun to do. No, they yeah. absolutely. But that was, that was because, yeah, when Grand Theft Auto, or when, yeah, when GTA Online first launched, I was big into it. Uh, hundreds of dollars, everything like that. But then when I saw that, like, Dude, I have been speculating on the open world map of GTA 6 for a very long time. Um, kind of had a feeling, but yeah, 10 years just sitting here milking the same damn thing. I finally had to give up. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll log on every now and then and play, but I ain't giving them another penny. Yeah, I mean... Just because that, us, us giving them even just one penny is the whole reason we didn't get a new Grand Theft Auto for this decade. long yeah and i've definitely i'm guilty for my fair share of money i've spent on that game because i'm definitely an impatient bastard and they did a good job at making all the really cool shit cost just enough in-game cash where it takes you yeah. either forever to save up or you just buy a shark card or you know in my case i was part of that gta plus program for a little while which actually was pretty dope i got quite a few free things out of it and i got a lot of money out of it and i bought a lot of stuff but like you know, every time I load that game up, it just reminds me a little bit of why, how much I love it. Like, it's hard for me to stay away from that shit. It really is. Like, especially right. after I got the auto shop and I have the auto shop upgraded and me and my buddy, uh, me and the buddy Tiberius, um, we spent fucking hours, dude, just grinding out, like stealing cars and doing the tuner stuff and like doing races and like. Now yeah. I have, like, yeah. if you go into my fucking auto shop garage, I'm, like, proud of it. You walk in there, and it's got all this really dope, like, graffiti painting all over it. And there's, like, this crazy, nice. huge, angry gorilla on the wall. And inside that room, it's got all the cars, all my tuner cars that are, mm -hmm. like, fully upgraded and customized. And they look all dope, and they're all parked perfectly in angles. And I got my custom tow truck <laughs> in there with it. It looks so sick, dude. I spent so much time on it yeah no kidding see and that's like gta was great they did a great job of uh hitting that endorphin <laughs> hitting those endorphins they did a great great job and so right, absolutely. with absolutely. a with a bigger map on gta 6 coming up i'm expecting nothing but more greatness to be quite frank like they right. have the formula down for the online game literally all they have to do now is play that is put the put gta 6 out make sure it's got a good story because that's important for a grand theft auto game you can't not have yeah, a good story yeah you have to have a good story mode you can't skip on that and then you give us that exact map with the almost the exact same way start us out from nothing as a just to come as a as a prodigy yeah. criminal in this new map <laughs> and let us work our way to the top of the criminal empire dude i loved it yeah, so much dude. Be, oh they really did nail it though like i just oh man it's hard the things that every new game that they do or the online with gta like every new feature it, it's they knock it out of the park they man. do and that's they why just need to give us a new game yeah <laughs> like i understand why they keep milking it because people keep buying that shit and it's hard to not yeah, like it's the skyrim effect yeah but it's all been <laughs> so good it's all been so good like they keep adding mm -hmm. cool shit into the game shit that's engaging it makes you want to play it more 
and it's right. it, no, it, it gets me every time dude like i see a new pack coming out and i'm like shit here we go <laughs> <laughs> yeah cj walking down the fucking alley oh shit uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. what's going on now it is and, and you know and like the voice acting in grand theft auto unmatched in all rockstar yeah, games yeah. to be the honest cast they pull in you know? yeah, yeah they yeah. always get a great cast but the voice the voice acting in rockstar games is always a step above in my opinion like it's just yeah it, it doesn't I, compare I like red dead this the voice acting in red dead like they did so good at making those people sound like like those voice actors did so good at sounding like they were in the you know late 1800s like they it, mm-hmm. it sound it, it, you felt that and grand theft auto right. like as much as I hate and he makes me feel grimy on the inside when I fucking watch his character, Trevor is one of the best fucking characters ever, dude. He really is. The guy, the voice actor, one of my favorite reels I've seen on TikTok is it's this really dope edited reel. And it's like, it's like a guy standing up at an interview with all three of the voice actors from GTA five, the three main protagonist voice actors. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, he looks at Trevor and he goes, "Trevor, will you come over here and tell me to fuck off or something?" He goes, "You want me to what?" He goes, "Come over here and scream fuck you at me or something." And he just stands up and just the even the way that guy walked, like the way he walked across the floor towards that dude, I was like, "Oh my god, he is Trevor!" Like there is no hands <laughs> or butts. He is Trevor. His face even has got the same look on him and it, same kind of look, and he just grabbed him with that crazy air and he's like fuck you he like screamed at him. i was like dude that's like he was so he was so good he was so good and yeah, he, he was in that role for sure yeah and also uh another honorable mention personally for me was michael i loved michael's character i thought he was mm-hmm. really cool um i thought the like i don't i, I just loved his like like his i don't know he just reminded me of like a almost like a mobster you're on, an, you're on okay a little Ray, bit. Like, think about this. Think Ray, Leo, Ray Liotta. Yeah, I know it's Ray, Ray Liotta. Like same thing. I yeah. I get that. Like, like, no, that I think that's exactly what they went for because that's kind of the. I mean, he was that mix between the street criminal and the mobster. Yeah, right? and it you was start the game out. Yeah, he was so well done, and like that cheesy yeah. ass line he says when you rob the jewelry store, the you 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 forget a thousand things every day. Make sure this is one of them. That was one of the most badass things I've ever heard, dude. At the end of a mm-hmm. bank robbery, I was like, that was sick. That was sick, yeah. dude. Right. Yeah. yeah. Doing those, do playing that story through, um, for the first time, like, <laughs> dude, that was. The that game was something else, dude. I hope that GTA 6's story hits that good. Like I can only yeah. hope, honestly. Um, I'm saying that trailer seems to be pretty real. Oh, that should be coming pretty soon. Oh. Like there's four different articles that I'm seeing talking about it. So oh, that would be that a, leak. That would be amazing. That would be really yeah. amazing if we could get a new GTA 6 game. I mean, even if it's gonna be a year out from release. I mean. It, yeah, a year away. I, we just need like tell us something. Just give yeah. us the confirmation that we're waiting for you guys. <laughs> yeah, you keep milking your game because you're gonna because you're gonna release more cool features and people are gonna buy it. But tell us something. Yeah, right. Um, when it comes to 
Um, but to switch gears a little bit when it comes to TV yeah. stuff, um, I just want to talk about one piece a little bit for anybody who listens to is, yeah, of course I do. Um, for anybody who's <laughs> a one piece fan, like I am, um, I can post, I can give you a nice link. If you message me, um, I'll post it in the discord too. And the anime place, the place where I watch anime, I use Funimation, but I also have another great link. Um, and uh, they just had the next batch of English dub episodes come out. Um, they're up to 1,024 now. So I've wow. just got done watching up to that point, up to episode 1,024. It's getting pretty so, intense in the One Piece so, world right now. So let me tell you the reason I haven't started it yet. Why? Solely because it's on Netflix and the Netflix app on my smart TVs pisses me off because uh, it is so fucking glitchy and laggy uh well i mean you have a you have a decent computer don't you do you ever watch stuff on your computer you watch youtube on that no. no no well i mean the link i can give you also works on the phone pretty well because that's where i've watched a lot of my stuff is from my phone but this link i can give you it's up to episode 1024 sure. in english dub every episode right. no commercials so weird yeah i yeah i've been yeah, that's i'm obsessed with it like, right it's like that's that's the stuff i watch like if i'm just sitting at home alone which i'll sit out in the living room or if i'm going trying to go to bed or i'm just trying to watch something before i before i go to bed then i'll watch it yeah like laying down so like like i said the netflix app i don't know what it is but on a roku device and on my samsung smart tvs garbage and i think it has to do with the auto trailers like every time i cl- i hover on something the full trailer starts playing okay yeah see i just and, oh you can turn that off in the settings um i might look I'll, I'll, i might look into that but yeah it's it's just like super laggy and like i push a button and it doesn't do anything oh, i push a button doesn't do anything push button doesn't, and then all of a sudden i'm like are you kidding me and then it goes ding 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 just catches up i'm like um did yeah. did either of you watch the one piece live action on netflix no i did not no okay i got a little bit mm-hmm. of hate i got a little bit of hate for uh-huh. it on facebook but i personally wasn't a huge fan um i got a lot of praise and a lot of people really liked it but as someone who's watched all of one piece and i've read a little bit of the manga now i think i started the other yeah. day I I know that Oda signed off on the live action, and I know that they're not looking for a one to one, you know, remake. It's not supposed to be exactly the same. But personally, I did not like the things that they did change. Like, and that's just me. Like, I I don't like some of the way they changed some of the things. So you know, it, it to each their own. I'm not saying like I think that the people that they chose to play the characters were pretty well done. I thought the guy that they got to play Luffy was he was pretty good at it. Zoro's character is pretty awesome, and so was Usopp's and Nami's. But I just some of the dialogue changes they did, some of the story changes they made for the adaptation, I was not a fan of. Um, and if you, I think if you watched the anime and then watched that afterwards or read the manga and then watched that afterwards, I think you would understand where I'm coming from. You might disagree with me, but I think you would understand where I'm coming from. For sure. I mean, like I said, I plan on it. Yeah. Just, it's a, they, they never, yeah, yeah, it's a weird, happens. it's a weird thing. I, I definitely, like I said, everybody's entitled to their opinion. I'm not saying anybody's right or wrong on that one. I just personally, right. <laughs> was, right. absolutely. yeah, I wasn't a fan. Um, 
uh let's see the other thing that oh a uh, little little flash little flash update where flash update. we're about to get to the end of season seven and it, i'm finding it harder and harder to keep going i'm not gonna lie dude i'm finding it harder and harder to keep going like at least this last episode i watched was a little bit high stakes and like there was one point where Barry was like surrounded by like six different of those cyborg God speeds and they were about to toast his ass. And then six more God speeds showed up out of nowhere and started fighting the other God speeds. And I was confused. And then they all disappeared and I was even more confused. And I was like, why, why does everything yeah. have to be so confusing with this show sometimes? Right. Yeah, and like the thing with the Flash is like most of his villains are basically just speedsters, and it's it's so annoying. <laughs> Which <laughs> is annoying. Get, it gets to be really difficult. I understand, but it's annoying. I agree with you 100%. I understand why most of his villains would be speedsters because he himself is a speedster, but like also yeah, I find it's the it only concept. Yeah, I find <laughs> it much more entertaining and satisfying when he's fighting someone who's not a speedster and he has to figure out a way to win because they're kicking his ass and he's not a speedster. Yeah, they're using like elemental or whatever yeah, like, right. sort of ways to get to him and like he can't just speed his way out of it. He has to exactly. actually like, use a science mind. <laughs> like the speedster <laughs> yeah, thing the speedster thing for me, the last scary speedster that Barry fought in the series was Savitar. Yeah. That was it. Uh, that was the last time you actually felt like uh, a little like helpless. Yeah, a little helpless. Yeah, because yeah, it yeah. was like, uh, this motherfucker is just destroying everything. Ten steps ahead. Yeah, <laughs> all the time. Yeah, literally all the time. <laughs> and I mean, figuring out why he was ten steps ahead, it was like, oh, duh, that's why. I get it now. Yeah, it's you. Fucking time remnant, Harry. <laughs> that's why. Okay, <laughs> fucking Jesus. Um, but yeah, it was just like you know uh, that was the last time I felt like there was little to no hope. And you know, I have to say, some of the crossover events they've done have been decent. Um, yeah, me, me and I'll give it decent. Me and Tiffany got annoyed though with the whole having to jump around to all the different series on different yes. streaming platforms to watch oh, the next episode. So <laughs> annoying, dude! Like, the, just play it after. Yeah, dude. The one that annoyed me the fucking most was the Crisis one. Yeah, because it was like six or seven or whatever. Yeah, and like we watch one episode of the flash and then there's the crisis, like the beginning of the crisis. And then to watch the first episode of crisis, we have to go to max and watch oh Batgirl. God. And then to watch the third episode, the... oh you have to God. go back Bring to Netflix and go to a different series. No, no, no. And Batgirl. I did not like, fucking I did awful. not like that. No. Fucking awful. Oh, awful. No I'm bad. sorry. Her character. No. She did not play. She's not an actor. I, in my opinion, maybe I'm wrong. Okay. I'm no expert. I can say that I'm no fucking Hollywood expert, but Jesus, she was a terrible bat girl. My God. They could have chosen oh, no, anybody she was else. That's bad. That's yeah. Bad. She was bad. And then, uh, uh, I love Kevin Conroy, obviously. But oh yeah. The Kevin Conroy, be- not, Kevin Conroy, not be- a live action Batman. No, he's not a live action Batman either. Hearing his voice and seeing him in the exo suit was kind of cool a little bit, but he's not a voice. actor. Honestly, I hated it. I, I thought the evil, I, like I thought the evil disgruntled 
killer Batman was kind of cool. And I thought it was really cool that they got Kevin Conroy to play the person because the voice sounded really good. But I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you on not a live action Batman. May he rest yeah, in peace. I, May he rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Definitely. I just, uh, I don't know. He is the, the, the voice to Batman. So like just seeing him live action as Bruce Batman. I was like, this is weird. So cringy. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> It was I mean, a, it's just well, yeah, like you were saying, like the whole crisis thing and like Batwoman, uh, and then now I got to jump over to Supergirl. Fucking, what's her face? Uh, yeah, Supergirl. Uh, like she was good, a good actress as Supergirl, but like again, like why do I have to jump to the show? Why didn't yeah. she just play for me? Yeah, jeez. <laughs> yeah, like I hated jumping around between all those, but you know, it's <laughs> the worst part. Yeah, it really was the worst part. It like it, it's like I said, me and Tiff at this point are just trying to ride it out because we got two more seasons. I did not ride the fucking. It, it ends on season nine. It's it's finally done. That was the last season that aired, which was I think this year. But uh, we are also just done with it. I think we finished season eight or halfway through eight. But we're it's it's so bad. <laughs> yeah, I see it. And that's what I heard. Like I'm trying, but it's just it's hard to push through. Like you know, I there was there was a, a final scene in season eight that I thought was really cool. So if you can make it to, I believe the last episode of season eight, very cool finish for that. Okay, well, yeah, I'm gonna like I said, I'm gonna really we're gonna really try to push through the rest of the last two seasons just because we're there. And I do want to know. Like last night, we ended on something pretty big in season seven. Um uh that cop that that fucking chick that took over joe. no well there's joe but the chick that took over for joe i can't remember her name right oh now. yeah 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 Yeah, remember when Yach. joe steps down yeah the, yeah the <laughs> one that nobody likes well they started working together in this last episode i was watching and they were sitting in a car scoping out somebody and all of a sudden a big light appeared behind them in the car and a laser beam came out of the woods and blew up the car that they were sitting in. And I don't know if they got out or not. And then the episode ended. So as far as I know, Joe could be dead, but I doubt it because it's Joe. So it's also a superhero show. So no yeah. one's truly dead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. No one's ever truly dies. It's just like, like during the crisis episode when Oliver died, and they're like, yeah. we gotta find a Lazarus pit. And I was like, you fucking idiots. Why do you guys yeah. do this every time someone dies? You guys can't just like, yeah. I need you to accept the consequences just a little bit someone, here. Yeah. But yeah, no, fucked up. <laughs> let's stick the guy who beat Raz al Ghul without the Lazarus pit in the Lazarus pit. Let's do that. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, but hey. Oh, I'll be honest, the that. only DC show that I liked was Gotham, and it has no ties to oh, any of them. See, Gotham. see, and I haven't watched that one yet. Dude, you need to. It, uh, like, costumes, <laughs> acting's a little cringy and, like, you know, a little, uh, a little comical, but, like, is that not Gotham? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, it fits exactly. so well, right. and, and the yeah. costumes were superb, mm-hmm. like, best I've ever seen. Right. And no, you'll love, uh, the joker or jokers in that show like it's amazing everything Great show. I, everything i've seen from it looks really good and it looked like it, something i would enjoy i i just love i love how they did the alternative uh backstory to mm-hmm. like so many of the different characters like enigma mm-hmm. yeah like, who would have thought yep. yeah right. there's a lot of cool like origins yeah. that you get a little glimpse of like scarecrow is one of my favorite in that I've been show craven batman. amazing origin for him i've been craving <laughs> batman content lately like 
like new Gotham. stuff, I and should then. say. Like I want to watch Gotham, <laughs> and then I just recently downloaded. I think it's still on my Xbox too. I have a uh, Gotham Knights downloaded right now. Oh, and, oh the game, uh, yeah, Thanks. the game, and uh, I started it. It got bad reviews. It, it, a lot of people, it yeah, it got bad reviews. But I wanted to try it out for myself. Um, and so far, what I played of it, it was like the beginning of it was fun. I chose to play as uh, uh, Red Red Hood. The guy with the guns. Oh, sick. Yeah, the guy with the guns. Yeah. And uh he so far that the beginning has been fun with him. Like it's his combat style is really brutal and that's been really cool to like fuck around right. with. But the combat system is so much more simple than uh it's simplified. I shouldn't say much more simple, it's simplified from uh the last Batman games. Like it still feels kinda the same, but it's simplified from what it was. And okay. like you know that, a lot I know of, that that's a good thing. Yeah, and that's <laughs> the thing, it's like I don't think it is a good thing. Like Personally, I played. Um, it's been a long, long time since I played uh, Arkham Asylum, and I want to go back to that one. Great games. Um, Great games. but um, Arkham City and Arkham Knight are the two that I played the most. I have to say, I played Arkham Knight more than I played Arkham City. Personally, I like that third one better than uh, Arkham City. That might be a hot take for some people, but I loved the free roam with the Batmobile. I really enjoyed yeah, that I was aspect. Just, that's the one I that's the one I didn't play. Oh, see, I really that one was pretty. Yeah, that one is all three big islands of Gotham, the three main big mm-hmm. islands of Gotham. So I really enjoyed that one because of that aspect of how much you got to run around and free roam, kind of with the Batmobile, and there's yeah. missions like associated with like just using the Batmobile for combat and like you could get around the entire map without the Batmobile if you wanted to just by gliding and doing your gliding tricks and zip lining. So it, yeah, that game, like that was the first big time superhero game I got into besides Arkham city. Like I played Arkham city. I really Mm -hmm. liked that one. I played it through like twice, but I don't think I enjoyed Arkham City as much as I enjoyed Arkham Knight because that one. Yeah, I can see that. I I just I was a little bit older when Ark when I finally got my hands on Arkham Knight, and I think I fully mm-hmm. more appreciated what that game was. If, for me, at least, I played it for hours upon hours, and then when I played the first time, I got to play this new Spider Man, the Spider Man Remastered, the 2018 one. Jesus yeah. Christ, dude, that game. Like I played, that game was sick. I played Spider Man, um, and Spider Man Two on PS Two. I don't know if you guys remember those games, like the one where, oh, yeah. They, yeah, like the the first Spider Man where you couldn't touch the ground, you were just on building tops, and right. it, you know that one so was, weird. yeah, that one was still a lot of fun because it kind of followed the uh, Tobey Maguire movies a little bit more, if I yep. remember correctly, yep. which it was still fun to play, except they added the shocker in there. Um, that wasn't from the Tobey Maguire movies, which I thought was, I I love the shocker, but then Spider-Man two came out where you could touch the ground. That was like the first one where you were like swinging off of buildings and stuff. That Mm -hmm. game was, that game changed my fucking life, dude. When I was a little kid, I played that (laughs) game for hours, dude. I, it was so, it was so much fun to me just to ride around on the train and find stuff that was going on and beat people up in that game. And then when this Spider-Man came out, when Spider-Man 2018 came out, it just gave me all that same nostalgia hit, but way better because it was better graphics and the fighting was better and the gadget wheel was cooler and like the story was good. There was Rhino, there was Scorpion, they had all the good yeah. comic book villains and and Dude, I I did love the 2018 game. Yeah, for sure. And and so I'm 
I'm eventually going to get a PS5. I'm really glad I waited because they just announced that's something else we can bring up real quick. The announcement of that Not, PS5 hey, digital. Hey, Chowder. Chowder, real, real quick, bud. I had a last minute change in schedule, so I actually have to run. Oh, do you? So, okay, buddy. Yeah, well, dude. No worries, man. We'll catch <laughs> you on the next one. Me and Kyle will finish her up. Yeah, dude. Finish yeah. it out. I'll take a listen once it gets all up. Let me know. And everybody, I hope everyone has a great day. We'll talk to you all later, yeah, dude. right? Yeah, dude. Uh, Perfect. All right. Well, we'll finish this up. We got uh, not we're almost to the two hour mark, so we can go a little bit. Yeah, I'm not too worried. Yeah, neither am I. I'm (laughs) I'm enjoying myself. I got nothing to do this morning. So um but uh I plan on getting a PS5 and I'm glad I waited because that PS5 digital is coming out. Or the new or the new PS5 Slim is coming out, I should say. Slim, yeah. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited. That looks pretty cool. Yeah, I mean I, you know, there's a couple things I don't like about it. I don't like that they're charging $30 for the stand separately now for the fucking. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Just included. Yeah, that's, I mean, why would you take that away from what it was? They already had a stand that did that, did that with the first original one. Why would you take that away? And then, yeah, and yeah. then to charge $50 more for the digital one now for the slam. Yeah, yeah that doesn't make sense. Yeah, I feel like. I, not We're super putting more hardware into the, the physical one so why not why isn't that one more yeah and then the real slap in the face of that is oh you bought the digital one sorry we charged you 50 dollars more oh <sighs> did you decide you needed a disc drive well here's a disc drive guess how much that costs 80 dollars yeah. yeah ridiculous so some at, poor decisions for so sure. at the end of the day <laughs> if you buy a digital ps5 and then you decide that you want to get a disc version you just ended up spending 30 more dollars on a mm. on a disc on a disc PS5, then what a disc PS5 costs new out of the box, and then you got to spend another thirty dollars on the fucking stand if you want the stand. So you ended up spending sixty dollars more than you. That's ridiculous to me. I don't understand. Yeah. That made me kind of mad, but you know, I might end up just honestly getting, same. I might end up getting one of the old school digital ones if I can help it if I can find one. But yeah, if you can find one, I would definitely recommend that. And like as someone who uses a stand, like that's. Uh, yeah the, the charging 30 dollars for the stand i thought was a little outrageous yeah some really poor decision yeah I, I wish they would like not nickel and don the the people that make that money yeah <laughs> crazy mm-hmm. and you know part of me also you know there's a small part of me that's like eh, just upgrade the pc get a pc but you know i want to play yep. spider-man 2 i don't necessarily want like to like i can wait a whole year it'll probably hit pc within a year i would assume so but then again i look at ghost of tushima and we still don't have a pc release for that exactly so it's you know it's a horse of peace on that one for me like i would like to wait and get it on pc after especially after i upgrade my pc and stuff but yeah i don't also am afraid that we're gonna be sitting i i don't see why they wouldn't put spider-man 2 on pc because of how much it sold on pc for steam Mm -hmm. when the first one came out but I just, yeah, that kind of shit makes me nervous. I don't want to end up waiting forever. Yeah, it's weird. And uh, let's see. There was something else I wanted to bring up. Um, TV show. Oh.
Oh yeah. So there's a new there's a Harry Potter show coming out. That's what I wanted. To, that was another thing I wanted to talk about. Um. Oh, it looks like it came out. Oh. Oh, I thought it was coming out soon. It looks like it already came out. I'm just a dumbass. Harry Potter show. Yeah, there's a TV show, and it's on. I don't think that it's out. It's on Max. It says 2021. Our show it says I can watch it on it says I can watch it on Max right now and I seen this a couple days ago uh, it's called Harry Potter Hogwarts Tournament of Houses I didn't think that it was out yet because they were talking about uh, Daniel Radcliffe coming back and he rejected it uh, I didn't know that it was out what the fuck Oh, see they. Oh, this is some. This is some. This is some misadvertisement on my part. See, when I seen it, I just, uh, I just seen them right. talking. It's... I seen them talking about Hogwarts Tournament of Houses, and I just seen a quick article about it, and I had saved it to the side because I was kind of excited, and I did not realize that it was a uh, trivia show, on Max. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. yeah. So, there is a show coming, and they've asked Daniel Radcliffe to reprise his role, but there, there was, uh, I think the plot doesn't fit in with that, so it doesn't really make sense. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> See, and so it's coming. Oh, okay, well, just, that's I, that's I cool. I'd have to, I'd have to find out more details about that because I did, I, I want more Harry Potter stuff. Like after playing Hogwarts mm-hmm. Legacy, even if it's like and watching those movies that the the what was it the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, and then what was the yeah. what was the other ones? I forget what they were all called, but they have been those movies have been great. I wasn't super stoked about the change up from like I love that they used Mads Mikkelsen because Mads Mikkelsen is awesome, but I thought Johnny <laughs> yeah. Depp was I thought Johnny Depp was the man as the villain in the first one. And I understand the change. Yeah. Up. There was all that drama, you know, I get that stuff, yeah. but unfortunate there, you know, at least they got Mads Mikkelsen. Someone's the same caliber yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, same yeah. caliber. Like, like one of the coolest voices, like coolest, just acting. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's great. I love, I love Mads. I yeah. love the Hannibal uh, series. So I do fanboy over that guy a little bit just cause I've watched, I mean, he's probably mostly when it comes to villain roles, I love him yep. as a villain. <laughs> Um, I think my favorite villain that he has done personally, and this is just personally, is Le Chief and Casino Royale. Yep. James Bang Casino Royale. Yep. He was so great in that movie. I I yeah. love Mads Mikkelsen. I think he's a great actor. Um, but yeah, I would love more Harry Potter stuff. You know, especially with yeah. the recent news of Michael Gambon passing away. That was yeah. That was sad. Um, I just recently watched the episode. Little little fun fact. Um, recently watched the episode of Top Gear, where they named uh the corner, the last corner before the finish line, the Gambon Corner, because uh, good old Dumbledore almost rolled a four door sedan on TV. <laughs> he brought that motherfucker oh up on God. two wheels while taking the lap <laughs> on Top Gear. So I thought that That's was pretty, funny. yeah, I thought that was pretty awesome. So they called it the Gambon <laughs> corner. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. So yeah, I, you know, I was really sad to hear that. I'm, you know, it's a couple, it, what is it? It's three different actors from Harry Potter now that have passed away. Yeah. We got Snape, Dumbledore and Hagrid. Now. Yeah. It's, it's really too bad. Cause Hagrid, Hagrid is hag. All three of them were such awesome people. I thought so. 
Yeah. Yeah, and they were all such great actors. I loved Hagrid's character and Snape's character. Like, you know, yep. people can say what they want. Like, I know that some people who read the books, I know I've talked to a couple of people who read the Harry Potter books who don't like the movies. And, you know, mm-hmm. you can feel how you want about them. But those movies really captured the magic of Harry Potter, in my opinion. Like, they they did a great job. Yeah. Uh, Emily is a big fan of um, Harry Potter, so she read the books, and she loves the movies. Yeah. So, uh, I, the movies there's just... a little bit of... A little bit of two sides there for, yeah. for someone who loved both. Yeah, and so, you know, and like, you know, and like I said, it's the same thing as the One Piece thing for me. I understand the changes they have to make for that Hollywood adaptation because there's some things yeah. they got to change to make it flow for their purposes or whatever they're, whatever they're trying to do. <clears throat> I'm no expert. I don't know how that stuff works. All I know is, is what I like and what I don't like. And I did enjoy the Harry Potter movies. Every time I watch those it just you know for me the harry i don't know about you but the harry potter series is one of those uh, like i like putting that on when it gets cold outside like i was asking, oh yeah yeah we just started uh the series last night yeah was, me and uh, there's some that are kind of halloween themed yeah uh, but mainly it's yeah like a christmas theme to harry potter so yeah. we'll probably put it on again for december yep <laughs> no uh, me and tiff were just talking about that uh here in the next couple I think it'll be here coming up soon when it really gets cold. I kind of want to wait till this first snow hits up here. And I want to, on the weekend, I got, um, you're from Montana. You know about this stuff. Four B's tomato soup. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I got that <laughs> recipe down pat. Okay. I got that recipe down pat. And uh, every every time it gets cold, I usually make a huge double batch of four B's tomato soup and grilled cheese sandwiches for dinner. Nice. Yeah, and I wanna, I wanna do I that. It. Yeah, I wanna do that, and I wanna put on some Harry Potter, and I wanna sit on the couch and watch Harry Potter and eat tomato soup and grilled cheese sandwiches while it snows outside. That sounds wonderful. <laughs> That's why I love the winter time. For all you, yeah, for Eli out there, you winter hating <laughs> mofo. Out in the ATL and the fucking humid ass, hot ass weather. Yeah, dude, things. you keep your swamp ass, dude. I don't mind shivering a little bit. Yeah, I just throw another layer on. Good yeah, to go. That's right. <laughs> you can only take so many off before it's illegal. Exactly. That's my thing. Like, I can only get so naked, man. Yeah. <laughs> and believe me, you don't want to see me naked. All right. Uh, Whiter and brighter than the sun. <laughs> my thighs are very white <laughs> i'm half finished dude i got that i got that i got that north blood in me dude i don't need the sun i i don't need that much sunlight because i'm so white i absorb every bit i get so don't worry about me all right matter of fact is it kind of cloudy to- no sun's out sun's out guns out yep it was a little yep. cloudy this morning so mm. At least it looked like it through the bathroom window. I haven't really been outside yet. I won't lie to you. <laughs> I never looked outside this morning. <laughs> I, was... I woke up and got ready for this. <laughs> yeah, I know. So did I. I ate waffles real fast. But no, uh, I think, uh, you know, and when it comes to the music side of things, um, some some new stuff for me, I've just been listening to a uh, a whole lot of, I would call it, I would call it rock music, just good old playing rock music um mm-hmm. i i like i said it's really a mood thing for me but the rock and a lot of uh god what the hell is that's an older band i guess you can i guess you could say 
but uh, I always forget their name. Local age. I've been rocking a lot of local mm. age. Um, and uh, Priestess. I've been listening to a lot of Priestess lately as well. Surprisingly, I don't know. I, I kind of that two thousands rock has been getting me a lot lately. <laughs> Dude, like, it's different. Yeah, it does. Like I feel like, and that's like when you know, and like that's we were having that conversation about Guitar Hero. That's when Guitar Hero was hitting. Was that two thousands yeah, time man. when rock music was like just slapping like every new album that came out was just slapping everybody was like dude music is great and then like don't yeah, get me man. wrong there's still new music that's coming out that i like but i just feel like you know like uh after three days grace changed uh, after adam gontier left three days grace i they're they're new the new singer's okay but he's not adam gontier yeah and adam gontier started his own little project um <laughs> What the hell was that band's what the hell was that band called? I wanna say it was no. Um I'm gonna find it here in a second. I don't remember what the name of that band is. Uh that was God, I can't remember what the name of his band is that he started. Saint Sonia, that's what it is. Saint Sonia. Adam Gontier kind of started his own little okay. band, Saint Sonia, and I do really enjoy some of their songs. Like they got some, they got some pretty good ones. But I haven't heard too much from them. I haven't seen anything new from them in a while, and that could just be me missing <laughs> it on Spotify. But <clears throat> they, I, you know, I, I really, really enjoyed his music and yeah let's see oh they do have a single that just came out and it's an acoustic surprisingly 2023 yeah they do have two and there's two songs on there on that single so um that's pretty sick their last album came out in 2022 so last year oh no those are singles yeah those are all Uh, that seems to be the thing now is uh artists are kind of putting out like just singles versus albums mm-hmm. yeah one of my f- tend to make more money yeah and i've noticed that too one of my favorite and i can understand that because the way the like i the way the spotify thing works so you get you know you get paid for plays i think is how it works on spotify if i remember correctly yeah and it's like 0.001 penny yeah. mm-hmm. or two penny. it's disgusting yeah so <laughs> it is disgusting and i understand i understand the idea of putting out singles and like one of my favorite artists um I, I, you could call on the EDM scene. I guess you could call them um, hippie sabotage. Is I listen to them probably <clears throat> more than any other artist on my Spotify. Um, they they do that a lot. They like just released a couple albums. Uh, their last album was released I think earlier this year. Um, and then mm-hmm. they they drop a lot of singles as well. Like matter of fact, a whole album they dropped was like literally all singles. <laughs> yep. but Spotify, there's like all there's like a whole list of songs in their album list, and they all have like the same art design for the words that in the thumbnail, and it's all mm-hmm. technically one album, but they're all singles. And like I, you know, oh, wow. yeah, and That's I don't, cool. yeah, and I don't mind, I don't mind that that much. But sometimes there is, there is something to be said about a good album that you can just put on and let play. That goes in, you know, each song that goes into another, and they play into each other the right way. Like mm-hmm. I really enjoy that. Yeah, and as someone who like owns physical media, like mm-hmm. I want to own an album. I don't want to own like 
a CD that only has like a song on it. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you know, that's that's another great thing that we could talk about real quick. Is you know, the digital, the the physical media culture is slowly dying out in all aspects. Yep, I mean, Best Buy just nixed it. Yep, I mean nobody's nobody's selling CD. Yeah, with Best Buy going out the game, I mean the only people that's left is yep. Walmart and GameStop, if I yeah, remember correctly. Yeah, local stores. Yeah, and local places. So you know, and it, it was a, it is a damn shame to read about Best Buy, Best Buy nixing on that because you know albums are uh, that I guess you know for some like I guess growing up in the two thousands, you know me and you are used to driving around in cars and the homie's like hey hold on to the steering wheel for a second and pulls out a phone book yeah, size book CDs. of cds yeah and you're going through the cd book trying to find some <laughs> tunes to listen to but i yeah. you know the physical like I, you know a lot of people worry about like and i get it you know like when if something happens to the internet one day we lose all this stuff we bought you know it's all digital on the yep. internet stuff we'll lose it all and i guess that's a risk you're yep. willing to take you know and i there's lots of things that can happen to digital media. I just seen on Twitter. Um, uh, she's a smaller content creator. I'm not going to say names or anything, but uh, something happened to her account on Xbox and she got locked out of it, lost all of her games, um, lost. I mean, Jeez. she, she, she has, she has all, she has most of the stuff to prove that it's, she was putting it on Twitter and it seemed to, it seemed a little weird just because I figure if you're like that deep into a system, you'd have like two factor authentication set up with a phone number or something. Yeah. But you know, all, you know, all your digital games, you know, all the, all your achievements, all the stuff that you've earned over the time, you know, your friends list, all that stuff, you know, it's, it's all there in a digital space and it can be lost, which is scary. It's one of those things that I totally, you know, I get that fear, but at the same time, I also, it's hard for me to say that I, you know, miss having digital stuff because I don't, or physical stuff. Cause I don't really, I don't really miss having the physical copies. Like I don't mind having all this nice digital, all this nice digital thing compacted into my console. And I don't have a, you know, a whole bunch of game cases and I'm not putting a disc in every time I want to change games. I just exit out click mm-hmm. on the game and go into it. I don't mind that. And so there's a thing to be said about both, but the physical thing is definitely sure. going away. I think it's, you know, especially you got Microsoft making that push towards getting cloud streaming into the T onto the TV, um, where yep. all you need is an Xbox controller and a Samsung TV and you can cloud stream Xbox games right to the TV. So, you know, they are slowly making that a thing of the past, which it sucks, but also, I mean, I don't mind it, I guess. I, I don't mind the digital. If they could, you know, start giving us more base memory or make storage a little bit cheaper, it really wouldn't be an issue, but that's yeah, exactly. expensive. Um, I, just, I just think about, like, all the streaming services and how frequent they get rid of and add all these shows and movies mm-hmm. and Bro, I ain't trying to subscribe to 12 different subscriptions, yeah, so it, be... I'm going I'm to stick to, like, my three, and then, like, if those don't have the thing that I want to watch, that's why I own the physical movies. Yep, I own a decent amount of physical movies. A lot of them are old school. I haven't bought any new movies in a while. I think I'd have to look. Oh, me either. I'm slacking on movies. Yeah, I'm, I'm more into, like, CDs and vinyl. Yeah, see, I haven't bought any new movies in a while. Um, I do have a decent collection of... <laughs> uh, 
physical copies of movies that I can listen to and watch at any time. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, uh, or and CDs. I have a decent amount of CDs. I'm pretty sure they're stashed. So I think I have them stashed somewhere. Yeah, I think I'm over 100 now. I did a final count on Discord for all my collections. I think I'm over 100 on CDs finally. Oh, nice. So that was nice. Yeah, and you know. <laughs> And I pay for Spotify, and I also the other thing I pay for is Same. YouTube Premium. And then, like, you know, mm-hmm. when it comes to TV, and me and Tiff were laughing about it, we have HBO Max, we have Hulu, and me and, and we also have the fancy Hulu that has the live TV. So we have... Oh, yeah, yeah, I was talking about the other day. Yeah, we have... Live TV is cool. Yeah, we have the live TV on Hulu, we have Netflix, and um, we have Amazon Video, and I think we have one other... I think there's one other one that we use all the time. Oh, I use Funimation. So I pay for Funimation. Okay. So I have five different streaming platforms to go through. And one of them has live TV. Like you can go through, like it's like cable TV. You can surf channels and click Mm -hmm. on different channels. And half the time me and Tiff are still looking at each other. What do you want to watch? Like, you know what I mean? It's ridiculous. (laughs) It's the same old story. We all used to fucking laugh because we'd have cable TV and it's like, you got all these channels to surf through and you're surfing through all these channels. It's like nothing to watch, nothing to watch, nothing to watch. And now you're serving. Now you're just surfing through streaming services. Nothing to watch, nothing to watch, nothing to watch. Yeah. And another thing with the streaming services that I just cannot get is like, why are we doing the sequels and like the, the trilogies, but we don't have like the, the first movie available to watch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and like ha- Halloween time comes around and this is like my favorite time of year. And there's none of the good movies available. It's all like just total D movies, like the worst acting, horrible plots. Or, and like, like for horror themes specifically, but yeah. Or um, new horror movies. I, that just the, suck. Yeah, and the only service that I have found in the last few years that has the best and like some of the OGs is Peacock actually. Peacock Premium. Yeah, actually. Uh, so if you want like, if you want good horror movies and like OG horror movies, Peacock Premium is the way to go. Yeah, shout out to Peacock. They actually have quite a few things that I really enjoy watching. Um one of the only places on the uh, interwebs that you can watch Two and a Half Men. And I'm not talking about the shitty Two and a Half Men with Ashton Kutcher. I'm talking about the good shit with Charlie Sheen. Yeah. <laughs> that show definitely bombed afterward. But Yeah, like Ashton Kutcher tried his best. And you know what? He's a funny guy in his own right. But he was not. He is, yeah. He's not Charlie Sheen. You can't follow yeah, like, that role. Yeah, like Kelso and forget charlie sheen's character in the the show i think it was charlie but uh like it they're totally different people yep so like it i could see where they were trying to kind of have the same thing but kelso is not is not that so yeah and it just it just didn't work the way they wanted it to i felt like i felt what they were trying to do but after you have someone like charlie sheen in that role for so long and like the chemistry so long yeah dude and the chemistry that him and like the the uh berta the the maid that he Mm, had mm -hmm. on set and like the way him and the kid interacted the entire time like it was just so hard to match that it was so hard yeah. to match that. Like, that show was so fun. I thought that show was hilarious. Yes, I can understand the criticisms of Two and a Half Men, because, yes, at times it was a bit um, <laughs> it was a bit ridiculous and a little vulgar, but it was so funny. Yeah. It was so funny. 
Um, that's, that's the humor in shows, though. I mean, exactly. you got to you got to look past some of the morally and also stuff sometimes. And also, Peacock is another shout out to Peacock for being one of the only places you can watch that '70s show. I love. Well, yeah, Nef- I don't think Netflix has it anymore. No, huh? ever since the drama with Danny Masterson, they took it off. Yeah, and say what you will. I, you know, I don't, I'm not going to say, I, I'm not going to say one thing or the other on it, but I did find it very interesting how both Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher wrote a letter into the court to, um, stick up for Danny Masterson's character, like wrote character, like references of character for him in court and stuck up for him. And that's, and, and to me, that says a lot because of what Ashton Kutcher does outside of his acting career and all of the things he yep. does with child trafficking and all that stuff for a guy like that, to be willing to put his reputation on the line, to stick up for someone who's being accused of all those things that said something to me. Yeah, I think so too. I hope it's not like a clouded judgment because you know, they've known each other for so long, yeah. but it, I totally agree. That, that, that says a lot because when was the last time we seen Ashton Kutcher in anything new? Yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> like, I guess the guy doesn't really act anymore. The last new thing that I seen him in was the ranch on Netflix. Yeah. That's no. the last thing I can think are of. Still, are they still doing that? <laughs> well, I don't think that show, I think the show fizzled out pretty quick after the Danny Masterson drama came out yeah. and then they killed rooster off the show, which really pissed mm-hmm. me off. And I didn't like the way they did it. And, um, you know, I found out about the drama and I was like, and you know, that was also at the height of the right in the middle of when cancel culture was like a thing, like you could, anybody could get it for a tweet that they made fucking years ago. That's what happened to Dibney on the flash. I found that out after he left and I looked it up. Why? That's what happened to Ralph Dibney on the flash. He got booted and fired off the flash for some tweets he made. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep, and that's why they burned his face and then put him in a mask because they probably had someone else playing Dibney's character um and and they'd already gotten rid of him. Oh, my At least goodness. that's my theory because you get you don't actually get to see Dibney's face for the last two episodes he's in. You see him for a second yeah. and he's all melted and then you see him again when he's healed and he's got this mask on and some wraps on. Him. Yep. And you don't even see a bit of his skin. He's got all wraps on. Not a single bit of skin can you see of Ralph Dibney and then you don't see him again for the rest of Flash. That makes me wonder if like there's AI used to for the voice and that pisses me off. Yep. And you know, it's sad because it's like, you know, I agree with something that there's some things that obviously shouldn't be said but at the same time you shouldn't that's that's going too far you should not be able to um you know get people like that for shit they say on the fucking internet like that's it's always irritated me to a degree when that yeah like i mean i've said some stupid shit like fucking forever ago when myspace was the thing like i have learned my lessons i was like a teenager (laughs) you're gonna hold me accountable for that over 10 15 years ago yep <laughs> well, as long as I show the receipts and am a good person <laughs> and have witnesses who can say so, I think I'm okay. <laughs> well, um, to 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 quote to quote um a villain from the Flash last night, you cannot judge mm-hmm. me today, or no, you cannot judge me tomorrow on how I acted yesterday. I mean, yeah. 
So, <laughs> you know, people people say dumb things in anger. They say dumb things and then they learn, they grow. And that's why it makes me mad when Twitter gets brought up into these big cases and they're like trying to fire people over that type of shit. It's like, why would yeah. you do that? You know, why? Leave them alone. Yeah, over like a tweet. Like, come on, man. Like, leave yeah. them alone. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, it's, yeah. And I, I hate when it's a good, especially when it's something like, you know, a, t- a good TV show, they got a good thing going, and it's some dumb thing that someone pulls up from 10 years ago. Yeah, there it goes. Yeah, uh, like, I wasn't even the same person I was a year ago. Like, yeah. Uh, and if you're not, good, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. People are constantly growing all the time. So, yeah. And that is that not the point? And, like, are we not supposed to believe in, like, second chances and to, like, believe in to, the, like, the best of people? I just, it's crazy to me. Yep. So, we're just so quick to, like, cancel and get rid of people. It's nuts. Yep. I cancel and get rid of a lot of things. I mean, think of all the things that yep. have changed in the last couple of years, dude. The, uh, I was just laughing with Tiffany, the Mrs. Butterworth syrup. Yeah, yeah, that like, whole ordeal was yeah, nuts. like dumb little things like that, dude. Dumb little things. And then I like I see a video yesterday on Reels of this guy like walking through a college campus with like a sombrero on and a poncho. And he's got like the <laughs> Morocco things. And he's like walking up to college kids and he's like, Does does my outfit offend you? And they're like, Yeah, that's cultural appropriation. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> and then he goes to what? a Yes, straight up that was happening. I could I'll send you the video. And and then he goes to like a he goes to like this place where there's like a uh, there's like a whole there's like a whole festival going on and there's like a, it's like a street fair and there's like there's like people selling there's like Mexican people selling street cart food and then there's like people hanging out and there's like you know different vendors selling like ponchos all kinds of stuff it's mm-hmm. like this big cultural area and he goes down there dressed like that with a fake mustache on even. And he walks oh up, he's like walking up to Mexican people and he's like, does my outfit offend you? And they're like, no, you look wonderful. They <laughs> loved it. And I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. Let's get out into the real world here. Let's talk to people. Yeah, it's just, it's annoying white people that make all these <laughs> I, stupid decisions and get mad about stuff. And I'm I, like, why are you even mad? I think I say <laughs> that phrase more than anything else lately is white people. Yeah, we're <laughs> I have to we're apologize on behalf of my color. We're dumb. Yeah, we are fucking dumb as shit. And I apologize. <laughs> uh, white people. Yeah, I say that all the time. It's <laughs> so bad. <laughs> um, let's see. And then um, there was. Was a... Yeah, I just got stuff for Strike Info. If oh, you Strike Info? Yeah, let's go into that, because that was something I wanted to talk about as well. So, yeah, let's go into that. Sure, yeah. Uh, so, last episode, I kind of misspoke, because things were still fresh and very confusing with uh, one deal I thought was not completed, because the, the studio walked away. What happened was, they actually did complete the WGA Writers Guild of America deal, um, but for the next one, they walked away from that deal, because they were completely on other sides of the spectrum for their agreement so there's basically three entities to all of the strike shit there's the wga which is the writers guild of america okay. uh, the sag aftra uh, which is screen actors guild american foundation of television and radio artists and then i never found the name for like the video game side of stuff but they are also under uh, the strike uh, category oh uh, so the deal was done October 10th. On the 11th is when the studio walked out. Uh, AMPTP, the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers. Um, 
they released a statement that talks about uh, it is clear that the gap between the AMPTP and SAG AFTRA is too great. The and conversations are no longer moving us in a productive direction. Um, the studios basically didn't like the fact that the SAG asked for an additional eight hundred million per year. Um, the studios called it an economic burden, which. I find kind of laughable considering they're the billionaires and all of this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, the um, amount of money they're pulling in from the stuff that's being produced by the writers. And the, I mean, it, the writers alone, like, they're the only reason half of the TV and the stuff we're getting is as good as we are is because those people sit and do that shit. So they should get paid for the Yeah, and like, we think, like, you know, like athletes and actors and actresses make all this money, but like, they don't make hardly anything compared to what the studios make. Oh so, yeah, the uh, the ticket sales, a huge gap. the ticket sales, the movie sales. Yeah, there's a huge gap there. Mm -hmm. And then the streaming side of stuff nowadays. So um, to continue on, uh, this would also force studios to publicly post viewership for their streaming content, which is something uh, the AMPTP has been fighting against for for a long time, since basically streaming has been a thing. Um, <clears throat> for part of the WGA deal, uh, this is a quote. Uh, a writer can choose to use AI when performing writing services if the company consents and provided that the writer follows applicable company policies, but the company can't require the writer to use AI software. So there's some there's some good there. Um, for instance, Brightburn 2. I don't know if anyone's watched the first movie, but that one, the second one was announced and they are going to be using AI for its sequel. Um, and I don't know if that's like just for writing purposes or like voices or anything like that. But that, that's all that I found was Brightbird 2 is going to be a good example for what the AI use would be for. Okay. Um, so and for I the could video see, games. I could see them wait, being threatened. Ahead. I could see them being threatened by AI though, because the AI technology mm -hmm. is getting uh, pretty scarily advanced. Like the way they can just write shit out is crazy. Yeah, it's not. So I think with, with that WD, wga deal you know there's some like okay we gotta worry about people's safety here with some of this and this kind of leads into the the video game strike um i don't know when the vote took place but 98 percent were in favor to authorize a strike against 10 of the major video game companies uh those companies are activision blind light disney character voices ea epic games formosa interactive insomniac take two productions voiceworks productions and warner bros games Ooh. this also includes like other uh voice acting companies and stuff like that that weren't listed but this affects a lot of stuff i mean the fact that um, insomniac is on that list mm -hmm. alone really shocks me with spider-man 2 just coming out and coming out to such great reviews i haven't heard about any of this drama yeah there's some there's some big names on that list just with those 10 uh yeah. video game companies and Activision, um, I understand. I mean, the drama around Activision's yeah. been going for a while. The good news there, though, is that Bobby Kotick is out in a couple months. With Microsoft taking yeah. over, they did just announce and, you know, confirm that they're working Bobby Kotick out in the next couple months. He's not good. I think, I think his last day is sometime in December, I think they're planning. So mm. he's out fast. Like, it's a couple months. It's oh, wow. uh, the, Originally, the rumor was he was supposed to be on board oh, like for... Yeah, he was supposed to be on board for a year, and he was supposed to stick around for that long to help train people in. But I oh, think, wow. So I even think, longer. Yeah, so I think... Um, 
uh, from what I, I and I, that's just a rumor that I read. It could I could be wrong on that, but I heard it was December that he's going to be getting pushed out of there. Wow. Okay. That's a way way sooner than I anticipated. Well, I mean, uh, Microsoft just, probably I mean, doesn't want that bad that bad publicity of having Bobby Kotick true. still there. I mean, I you know say what you will about Microsoft, but Microsoft did win. It's like the best company in the world. They won an award for like best company to work for. Like better oh, than that's, yeah, that's better cool. than Google, better than a couple other places. Like they're one of the best companies you can work for. Apparently, statistically, I can't you know personally vouch for that, but um, you know, you they won they won that award. So it's that's you know they don't want that publicity at all of Bobby Kotick being right, on the yeah. team. That makes sense. Um, so just uh, there's like two other points to okay. the video game part the, the last strike was in 2016 17 and that that lasted 183 days which is kind of close to the most recent strike which set a record uh, it's the second longest in history so um hopefully this <laughs> resolves a little quicker than that uh with some big titles coming out next year uh, for me black myth wukong i don't want that to be subject to be delayed for any of this yeah. um but much like the movie industry, there it's a huge compensation, unregulated use of AI, and safety uh, focal points for this. So, obviously, we're hoping this gets resolved quickly and for the better of humans. But you know, these studios suck, and they are trying to just nickel and dime these guys hard. Yep, yep. and that's too bad because you know these people have been doing the work for a long time and kind of taking the shit into the deal, so they should get paid. Mm-hmm. Do. So I almost got lost in a little Reddit rabbit hole for the video game side of stuff. So they talk a lot uh, more about the the voice acting side of stuff on Reddit. So for anyone who wants to dive into that, lose yourself in a rabbit hole. Reddit's got a good uh, thread on the voice acting side of stuff, which is very lengthy because video games is, in fact, voice acting. So (laughs) a lot can change here in the next year if this doesn't go our way. Yeah, that it it could definitely it could affect some big things, and I hope that they get it figured out because it's not fair that those you know they should be getting compensated fairly for what they do. Mm-hmm. They they give um, us great entertainment. So yeah, other than that, I just have like some shows and movie updates. So oh yeah, go. Too. I was gonna say go for it. Go for it. Okay. Um, because of the recent strike info, um, Deadpool 3 is now officially delayed, so it will miss its May 3rd uh, release date. Sad. Um, yeah. The Iron Claw from A24 Studios, uh, the kind of the more horror production, uh, I think this is based on a true story or true events. Uh, uh, stars Zac Efron, Jeremy Allen White, Harris Dickinson, a few other uh, notable actresses. Uh, this releases December 22nd, uh, wrestling movie. Okay. About three brothers. Um, looks pretty interesting. Um, I'm not like huge into wrestling anymore. And this is based on something way before my time. So I think like kind of when wrestling first started. So, but it looks pretty cool. Zach Arfon looks jacked. <laughs> he definitely got, uh, ready for this role for sure. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll probably catch it. It, it looks interesting enough and yeah, based on true events should be pretty good. Yeah, I do, I do um, usually enjoy a movie that's based on a true story. Right. Um, Oppenheimer is available for purchase and digital on November 21st. And this also is going to include three hours of special features. I think if you own it, not on digital, but if you buy it. Oh, that'll definitely be something <laughs> I have to pick up because I didn't go to the movie theater to watch it. To be honest, 
I haven't been to a movie theater in quite a while because the closest one to us now that the Ferroplex has shut down is in Missoula. So, uh, yeah, yeah, we no longer have the Ferroplex, which I knew, I know you know what the Ferroplex is when I say that, but we no longer, mm-hmm. we no longer yeah. have that. Um, so we have to drive to Missoula, and there's a couple movie theaters in Missoula, but the AMC is nice there. I've been there. Yeah, they, I, they have like full on fucking chairs, dude. They are comfortable. Yeah, I just you know, lately I've become such an old man. I like mm-hmm. sitting on my couch. I like being able to smoke my weed in my front room and eat a big old fat dinner and have drinks and be able to pause, <laughs> go to the bathroom yeah. when I want to. It's, you know, it's one of those things that like, I, I understand the joy of going to the theater and buying tickets. And I understand that's a big industry, but it's something that I don't necessarily miss all that much just because of how mm-hmm. much I enjoy just being in my house to be quite frank so you know it's one yeah. of those things no i totally get it i, I we are both recluses in this house for sure yeah. but i don't know I, i'm a huge movie freak so if i can i go to the the weekend showing and yeah no, try I, and support in some way yeah you know and honestly i can see it nice being though. fun like i personally have kind of wanted to try that uh that movie theater in Missoula where you can order dinner and go see a movie. It's dope, man. Yeah. I heard it was cool. And I kind of would love to go try that just to see what it's like. Um, but you know, it's also not something I'm like super, it's not something I'm super concerned about just because I really enjoy being at home. Yeah. I, I totally get it. Cause like yeah, we're both recluses and we definitely much prefer to, yeah, just load a bowl and pause whenever we want. Yeah, but exactly. It's nice to be able to see. <laughs> I can smoke weed while I'm watching this movie and no one's like, Hey dude, you're not allowed to do that in here. But you know, I know there is a movie theater that exists somewhere. I was just seeing a TikTok about it. There's a movie theater that you can smoke in. Like there's a, oh, that's cool. Yeah. You can go in and smoke weed in. And I was like, yo, if that was a movie theater near <laughs> me, I would go all the time. Then I go watch movies yeah, all the day. time. Go buy a couple J's before you go. That'd be a great, that'd be a great business. Have a little, have a little dispensary right outside the movie, like where the popcorn yes. is. So you could buy like your, a couple J's, some popcorn <laughs> and some soda. And then you go and watch the movie and smoke your J's and watch a movie and just have those big exhaust fans up in the ceiling. So the smoke just doesn't sit in the room and then just turn and blast the speakers so you can't hear it straight up this is where we need lawyers so they can patent this for us because that's that's a million dollar idea bro dude, the fucking the move the, the fucking stoner theater dude the stoner theater just come smoke weed hang out you can even like we'll make a business out of it rent bongs for like five bucks per movie or something ten bucks for sick. a big one yeah, we'll make money on the concessions. We'll make ticket prices cheap. Oh, dude, you think that'll be where we make all of our money? It's a bunch of stones, yeah. dude. We're gonna be, and we're not gonna have this like dumb movie theater concessions. I'm gonna make sure we got like, I'm gonna make sure we got like some hot dogs and like, you know, maybe yeah, a smash burger. Flaming hot Cheetos too. Yeah, like easy, quick stuff that I can fry that you can fry up real fast, but it's like tasty as shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> I like that bad for you food. Yeah, a real good bad for this. No, uh, <laughs> I guess the only other thing um, I have to uh, talk about was um, some snowboarding stuff. Uh, Travis Rice has a new snowboarding movie coming up soon. Um, let me double check on the name of that. Um, if you don't know who Travis Rice is, Travis Rice is a backcountry snowboarding I'm just going to call him the guru. He's a bad country snowboarding <laughs> guru, man. I mean, 
That guy is, uh, he is something else on a snowboard. I mean, the guy, he helped create one of the craziest, uh, snowboarding competitions called the Supernatural. And it's like a freestyle snowboarding competition, but it's like a backcountry, it's like a backcountry set. So you have this very steep bit of terrain that's got a couple man-made, um, uh, pieces on it and then you got lots of natural kickers with rocks underneath it they look for spots where there's lots of natural jumps and stuff and lots of deep powder and then they'll go in and add a couple things and let it snow on top of it some more it's an incredible (laughs) competition um his new movie um let's see three years there it is Oh no, that was the last one. I own that one. Uh the last one of the last big ones he made is called um The Fourth Phase and uh <laughs> that movie is something else. It is it is beautiful. Like it's he it's this really crazy movie where it essentially shows him snowboarding in america and wyoming for the winter time and then the summer hits and he like watches the snow evaporate and melt and then go into the rivers and evaporate and he follows the rain clouds across the ocean and goes to like south america and migrates with this cloud and like just rides the same he essentially calls it riding the same water and he just follows the snow is what he calls it and it's oh, a, wow. it's it's an incredible snowboarding movie. Some of the shit he does in there is like it's it's something else. Some of the places he goes, like they go to this one place where I mean they they barely have enough fuel to get in and out and to let him drop in. It's it's some of the stuff he's doing is like it's places where no one's ever even walked and he's snowboarding it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like Travis, he's trying to push it to the next level all the time. And it's so crazy to watch. And he's got such a, he's got such a, he's got such a mind for planning that stuff. It's really cool to watch his new movie coming out. is called depth perception. Um, it'll be, uh, um, it'll be coming out. Let's see. Where's that release? It's just got the trailer. They're not, they're probably still filming. They probably got this one more winter of filming is what I'm guessing. Um, but, um, he, he just, the stuff that they, the, the, the places they go every time I watch those movies, it just, it makes me want to go out and ride a snowboard. I know <laughs> I can't nearly do what these guys are doing. It just, it makes me want to go ride so bad. Travis Rice is such a, he's such an animal on a snowboard, like hitting 70, hitting gaps and like flying 70 feet down the side of a mountain in the air (laughs) like it's no big deal and then like yeah yeah, and i just i enjoy watching that stuff so much and they (laughs) they find the the pillows that's the big thing he's been about lately a lot is a lot of the shit he's been hitting are like these really cool like natural forms he finds where like the snow builds up and they look like a bunch of pillows all right next to oh, each other okay. yeah and he'll just like ride across him like he'll be hauling ass and just like touch the tops yeah. of him as he's going it's so crazy looking 
and like they're riding down yeah, shit yeah. that you couldn't even walk down if you wanted to. It's almost a not. It's almost straight down. It's almost straight. That's down. crazy. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> I'm gonna ride a snowboard down there. <laughs> like I just, I never understood. <laughs> I, I never understood, but I enjoy it. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, no, but that's see. that's about the you know with action sports. That's my big thing is coming up is uh, we got you know we got fights. We got fights coming up. Francis Ngannou, Tony Fury, uh, Tommy Fury. That's coming up soon. Um, I'm gonna make sure to pull that up and make sure on the date on that. Um, uh, let's see. Undercard, and I got the complete list of the undercard matches for that as well. What date is this gonna happen? 2020 it's supposed to happen this year fight date start times that's you son of a bee dude <laughs> these articles suck sometimes agreed oh there it is Faces former okay, so Tyson Fury, the WBC heavyweight champion, current champion, faces former UFC heavyweight champion Francis Iganio and Saudi Arabia <laughs> October twenty eighth. So that's coming up. It's a ten round bout. Um and then we yes. got and then we got the undercard. Um the uh below that we got Fabio Wardley and David Ada. Adelaide, I want to say, but I probably butchered his last name because I'm really bad at pronouncing names. Um, so it looks like looks like that's the only undercard fight, at least that I'm seeing. Uh, Wardley's record is 16 and 0, and Adelaide's David's is 12 and 0. So that should be a pretty decent uh, undercard fight. I'm not uh, very familiar with either of them. I'll have to check those guys out and watch some clips. Um, but Tyson Fury is an incredible incredible fighter um and francis Higano, that championship fight that he had in the ufc was something else and i think this is going to be a hell of a boxing match they're two gigantic dudes um their their little face-to-face was pretty funny not too long ago francis has really been trying to make fun of tyson's little beer gut because the guy is kind of chunky a little bit he's got a little bit of chunk on him <laughs> but uh he's the world heavyweight boxing champion for a reason so like yeah call him chunky if you want but he don't need to be in shape that in shape to be that good of a boxer he's smacking people around still so mm-hmm. that should be an interesting one um let me double check on the next upcoming ufc card because i know we have another one coming up soon Um, how's the hockey thing going? Any, how's hockey? How's... Just like everyone predicted, you know, Ottawa Senators and Red Wings are top five in the standings. It's, uh, <laughs> it's definitely a joke. <laughs> they are not supposed to be at the top of the standings. Uh, very weird to start the first two weeks, but uh, it's been good, entertaining. Uh, some big injuries, unfortunately, to some teams. So. Weird way to start the year. Yeah, I think that 
happen for uh, football too. Aaron Rodgers being out, what's supposed to be all year, but he's going to defy medicine and healing and come back sooner, apparently. So let's see how that goes. <laughs> Damn, I missed last night. I forgot that was happening. I was so into fucking Warzone with the boys. Oh, no. I forgot about the fucking Volkanovsky too. Last it was. It was uh, Makachev versus Volkanovski 2 last night. Uh, <clears throat> who won it? Was it Volkanovski? No, Makachev beat Volkanovski. Holy shit, by KO. In round one. Three minutes into round one. Oh, Holy Jesus. moly. That's quick. Okay, <laughs> and then Chimev beat Usman. By majority decision, 29 to 27, 29, 27, 29, 27, 28, 28. Wow. Uh, the Ankalev Walker declared no contest, accidental foul, three minutes of round one. I'm going to have to watch the highlight on that. That would be very annoying. Yep. Alice Karov. There's a... There's been a lot of dudes from the Middle East lately invading the UFC, <laughs> and they are monsters, dude. They are all monsters. They're so scary. Alice Garyrov defeats Alves by TKO at two minutes into round one. Nurmagan. Jeez. It's the same last name as Khabib, and I could never pronounce it right. Nurmagomedov. I can never pronounce it right. Defeats, um, God, these names are crazy. Gufarov, Gafarov, God, I cannot pronounce any of these. I apologize out there for butchering these. By submission, guillotine choke, one minute in round yeah. three. Oh my gosh, this was looks like this was a pretty. Uh, I'll have to watch this one. Go back and watch this one. It sounds like it was pretty decently ex- uh, exciting, especially the Volkanovski. Uh, that's crazy. I cannot believe I figured Volkanovski was going to win. But that guy is a monster. The next one coming up is... Ooh, Almeida versus Derek Lewis, Saturday, November 4th. That'll be a good one. And then Saturday, November 11th, we got John Jones versus Stipe. Holy shit. <laughs> November 18th I don't know those two Allen versus Craig hmm. I'll have to, I have to check on those two But Stipe and Freaking Jones I cannot wait to watch that fight We got a picture of Jones holding the belt Hell yeah dude that'll be an excellent main card Oh that'll be excellent and That's at Madison Square Garden In New York That's a big one Oh fuck yeah That's a nice. big big one yeah. Um. I I know from listening to Rogan, a lot of the fighters and Rogan himself, they all really like when the events are at Madison Square Garden. They love it in the gardens, which I don't blame them. The place looks incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, um. But I think that's pretty much all I got today. You got anything else? Any yes. new news? I think. Uh. I think I'm gonna end this, and I think I'm gonna probably get on some Warzone. I think Slug and some other of the other guys said they were going to be playing to get today. So I'm going to try to get some more of this event time in might eat a little bit of lunch though. So yeah, I'm getting kind of hungry. So yeah, I'm definitely a little bit hungry, but 
Well, <laughs> um, thank you for finishing this out with me. Um, Absolutely. Uh, thank everybody who uh, makes it this long. This one was a little bit longer, but that's okay. We're just uh, here to shoot the shit and have a good time. Um, I will make sure to have all the links below this, um, wherever you're listening. Um, um, if you can check us out on Twitch, uh, K13 gaming, um, uh, and uncle chowder and mad dog. Oh, one, three, one on Twitch. You have to add that part in there. Like I said, I'll have the links down below. Um, and this will be, um, episode two. We will reconvene for episode three, um, next Sunday. Hope to catch you then. Peace.